The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Does the black moon howl? Only for those with an unwavering desire to hear the truth. Access granted. You have been selected for an opportunity, an orientation as a trusted associate, if you will, into the secured, contained, and protected files of the Foundation. SCP Unredacted distributes new files for review Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on secure channels on YouTube, Spotify, and scp-unredacted.captivate.fm. Hey there, SCP fans. My name is Grigori Karpin, and this is Simply Creative People, the show about SCP creatives, be they authors, artists, or off-site content creators like YouTube and TikTok. We're focused on bridging the gap between various fans and serving as an introduction to different concepts and stories on the wiki. So, many welcomes to all, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to... (laughs) Fucking Christ. Already ruining it. All right, that's a great intro. So, welcome back to Simply Creative People. This is episode 33, What's a High Toth? Oh. Uh, I'm I'm Grigori Carpin, author on the wiki. And joined as always. I'm very tired. I mean, hair blank. <laughs> hair blank. And we are I'm joined horrible. today by three of the hosts of So You Think You Can Fan In. Uh, we were just on a podcast of theirs. That's so, too many. That's Sergio. Like fight between each other for hello. who gets to be here. Sergio, Jake, and Matt. Say hello. Hi. Um, um, if you're going to make us fight to the death, I'm the tallest, so I think I, I have the most reach. I think I can win that. Although okay. Matt's I'm the widest, I'm the hairiest, so I think I win. Oh, you don't get to like theory a, craft yeah. the fight to the death. You just have to do it. That's right. That's, yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. You we, Matt, we came up on Sergio, and then we, and then we we duel like gentlemen. No, there's no, no dueling. This is a fight to the death. You're gonna get rusty blades, and you're gonna hack each other up. Oh well, now Damn. that his guard's down, I can just stab him. Stab. Sorry, I already stabbed you. Stab, stab, stab. Fuck. Okay. This started uh, out really well. This is a fucking Anyways. disaster. So, guys, why don't you tell us, other than that little diatribe, what the podcast is like? <laughs> sure. Do you want me to start with it, Sergio, or do you want to start with it? I'll let you decide. Um, you can start. Okay. So, so you think you can fan in is a podcast in which three to five people, generally speaking, depending on what mood we're in, 
we're never we're not really ever all there at the same time but sometimes six or seven relatable we we all we all get together and we either find read a fan fiction or an scp article or whatever we really feel like doing um just we like to celebrate like fandom and like communities getting together and enjoying something whether it be an article or a tale or a fan fiction so on and so forth and we just we we're all friends we hang out wow people still enjoy things i know right (laughs) it's really crazy i'm dead inside we still have friends we have like a 70 percent enjoyment rate on the podcast i think wow it's like oh well well we always have about 50 percent on ours um it's not always 100 percent one or the other (laughs) sometimes it's only halfway for both of us but (laughs) i mean hey that's fair I mean, I enjoy not enjoying things, so I'm kind of screwing up the ratio a little. <laughs> it was your idea to do Chaos Insurgency where we just got to bitch about a shitty GOI. Although we did talk about good articles. We also got the greatest piece of uh, fan-created content ever. Who was it who stitched together you saying, like, I'm Gregor Herpin. Wow, I love the Chaos Insurgency. Yeah, I can't. Who was that? Oh, it was so good. It was one of our fans. I'm not sure, but that was really amazing because I had said pretty early on in an episode that we would never do a Chaos Insurgency episode. And then yep. we did one. And that was our what, gift. What pushed the envelope to get you to do it? Gregory was tired of having to outline every single episode and do all of the work. So on one occasion out of these 33 times, I did some of the work and I <laughs> did it on the thing that I knew he wouldn't do. Yeah, supposedly there's going to be a factory episode at some point. The no, same way, you know what? But- Fuck that. Good. I've decided that everything related to that can just burn. My favorite thing about this is, you know, the whole mandate of the show is to be positive. But not about that. But we are glad to not cover everything. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like people are like, are you going to cover this? Suck. There are lots of things that suck. And it's like, are you going to cover this? And it's like, <laughs> and then move on. Uh, but uh, we do like to do a thing on the show where briefly we talk about our creative, uh, you know, efforts or whatever. A lot of people tune in to kind of hear about the way that we think about writing or tune you know, out when art arts. sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Um, but seeing as how all five of us are involved in podcasting, I thought we could talk about what it takes to produce a podcast. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't That's honestly. Good. Sergio does all the work. I have no idea. So yeah, it sounds no familiar. <laughs> no, Gregory to be fair, a hundred percent of everything that gets done. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, you came in and saved my ass because otherwise it would have just been me talking and then it would never would have gone kept going. Uh, and I'd already figured out all that stuff, so I wasn't trying to burden you. I was just trying to make it as easy as possible. You just show up, read some stuff, and we chat, and then I'll do the rest. And, the, and my lack of effort has been grandfathered in as the process. That's right. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I email you my audio every time. Yeah, I think you guys have a great dynamic. If well, that makes you feel any better, yeah, I think it works very dynamic. well. Honestly, even if we hadn't, like, we've we've slowly gotten a decent audience. I mean, most episodes get up mm-hmm. close to four to five hundred people. You know, it's it's not insane. Um, <laughs> but even if it was only like you know our friends i think we'd still be doing mm-hmm. it this is it's it's really fun no. yeah no i mean no, I that's the but, reason we all do our podcast is just to hang out like yeah we've been friends for 10 11 years wow 
I mean, Sergio and I started talking in eighth grade, and which I, I guess ages us down or up, depending on how old whoever's listening is. That makes like, me feel very old, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, We. it's weird how many podcasters or, like, authors that we talk to who are so much older than us, with yeah. the exception of, like, Entropy... Yeah. And who yeah, like, they were on our podcast. And then Sean, who is they're like seven, right? Yeah, they're like they're like nine. We're like eleven, they're like eight. They I mean it's fine, honestly. Sentence. Uh-huh. The thing that like me and Harry connected on pretty early was how strange it was to be the oldest one in the room. Like uh-huh. because yeah. so many people that are involved with the SCP fandom are in their late teens, early twenties. And then they stick yeah. around, you know, but um, some of the most experienced, right? You know, Rounder House is not that old, even though he's been yeah. doing this for a while now. Got their whole lives um, ahead of them. The best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I'm, I didn't I'm discover happy. the wiki until I was 35, 36. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. But it's uh, it's worked out. Uh, it's worked yeah. out for Harry, yeah. mostly. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. It, it, it was a weird experience having to tell SD Locke, like, I read When Day Breaks when I was in, like, oh, sure. 10th grade. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how old Locke is, but I, like, I imagine that was, like, a oh shit kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't we know how old Locke is either, actually. No. We had Dr. Cerise on our podcast. She was our first, like, major SCP yeah. guest, I think. And she was like, I'm in my 30s. And we were all like, <laughs> oh, I feel like I just graduated high school. <laughs> like you guys did. It's been a few I years, did, but yeah. it's like, man, I was in college <laughs> when we filmed that, and I mean, I would probably still be in college if I didn't drop out. But like, <laughs> even then, like, it's been years since that happened at this point, and it's it's just so crazy. Like, I remember uh, it was the fanfic Maverick who said something to the effect of like, y'all remember cassettes? And it was like, not in the way you remember. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, somebody who is in their 20s was just talking to me about Silent Hill and how um, they didn't think a remake would work because they wouldn't have tank controls. And I was like, man, I lived through that shit. It wasn't that great. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever, man. Like going back and watching videos about like, like old like Quake game gameplay and how people would not Quake. use WASD and my brain yes. being like, how do you control your character for about a decade yeah. <laughs> with the arrow keys? Mm-hmm. That was horrible because you would get these horrible cramps. Oh, I'm sure. You know, you, oh yeah, like you know, like your hand is way because I, I would never do it. My left, especially once the mouse became, you know, because at first the mouse wasn't even a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think mean, that it's interesting the period where the mouse started being a thing, which mm-hmm. started around Doom, but like picked up as mm-hmm. time went on. And I think that makes us the only people who've gotten better at video games as we've got older, because you can't <laughs> play with the arrow keys, and then you learn how to use the mouse, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'm great at video games. I've beaten all the FromSoft games, so whatever. Yep, that keeps you young. Well, since Demon Souls, I, I never went back and played Kingsfield or whatever. I should, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so what impressed me about your podcast once we were talking about doing this, and I went Is back you and looking through your catalog. Well, that was very nice. But I started listening to the um, All Guardsmen Party because I'm a Warhammer 40k maniac. Um, 
Yeah. It's just how many episodes you guys have. And, you know, we recorded that episode, what, like a week and a half ago? And mm-hmm. y'all are just getting ready because you have a, a, a catalog ready to go. You know, you, yep. oh, yeah. you record in, in advance. So how do you maintain that? <laughs> so, we, to, to answer it in the simple answer before Sergio gets into it, like in detail, we are crazy people. And we have a lot of free time, basically. We just, oh, man, like, really we use the podcast to hang out, basically. Like, more sure. than we even, at this point, like, play games. Sometimes we're just all, like, bored. We're like, you want to record something? And we're like, sure. And we get, like, <laughs> even just two like two of us on a podcast. We started a book club where it's just me and our one co-host, Kai. And sometimes we have the other guys on. But generally, it it's seems to be here. other guys. We just, like, sometimes... You're like a creative collective. Yeah, we're just like let's let's we're read something together, mind. or let's talk about a book that we both read together. Or colony. I would love I think to we... like just throw together an episode, but I've designed a fucking podcast that involves actual homework. <laughs> yeah, our our secret is that we give our fans really low expectations, so when we do something impressive, they're blown away by it. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, like our. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I, the most you know, ambitious thing we ever did lot, was the so. second year anniversary special. Mm-hmm. He works a lot. He doesn't have time to hear about your second anniversary yeah. special. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to stop talking. <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't want to talk over you. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Keep going. Well, yeah. you'll get over that eventually. <laughs> There's five uh, people in this room. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just we're doing rather well no, for. No, five, it, 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 that's a. It's a very Sergio thing where if someone talks while he's talking, he just pauses like on instinct because <laughs> we are. I, I power through we, in anger. Inevitably, we'll just talk over him because we're all. By like, you explaining kind of this, one. you're stopping him from finishing his anecdote. I want to hear Sergio finish his anecdote. Yeah, yeah. please, so, Sergio. Se- uh, second year anniversary episode, uh, four hours and forty minutes long. Uh, oh, it Jesus. is wow. like seven sections, uh, like stitched together of everything that we've ever like, like every like each segment of the anniversary episode is something we did on the podcast. So like. There's an SCP section. There's a fan and wiki section. There's a section where we read a chapter from this book that we were reading called Chain of Memories. Um, and then we we capped everything <laughs> off with something that we said that we'd never do on the podcast, which was read My Immortal. And we did. And it was fantastic. Wow. Fantastic in the sense that we were laughing our asses off, not in the sense that it was any good. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've watched a YouTube video about what My Immortal is, and I will never read that. We, yeah, we... it's bad. Do we have an anniversary? His, what would that be even? I'd have to look it up. Yeah, you have to look it up. Do the research, and then discover. And then design something around it, and then I will show up. You cover the chaos insurgency again? No, no. Uh, (laughs) So the first one we did was on January of last year, January twenty sixth. Real episode. Well, happy, happy first and a half ish anniversary. Wow, thank you. Everything's old. Time is relative. Weird husks. Speaking of weird relative, that actually yeah. wasn't. I don't. There's no. There's no way to trans. There's no way to transition there is to not this topic. Any way to transition to this at all. So today we're going to be talking about a GOI that we've been a little hesitant to do for a while because it's a lot. <laughs> it's not quite like anything else, and entirely. Well, not entirely, but we can lay the credit. Uh, for you know, and it very sincerely impressed 
by the credit uh, for it. Uh, who Nat, Nat Voltaic, sorry, Nat. Uh, who mostly created this, uh, although there was also help from Locke and Lord Stonefish and a couple other people. But a lot of the articles we're going to talk about today are by Nat Voltaic. Um, and not just because I wanted to broadcast how cool I think these are, their articles are, but because specifically they're, they're the one that really spent time like doing um, like lore expansion. Uh, oh, you don't have to sugarcoat it. Abs- almost nobody can write this except for Nat. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, almost all the other ones that touch it um, were, you know, kind of using them the way that the Deva are sometimes used, like as a as a reference, a little tiny section of an SCP or something. Um, and I was like, there's really, I don't want to do that. I mean, it's the same thing that led me to do the Davite Hub was, you know, I, I feel like a lot of things reference Church of the Second High Top without going into it. And Nat stuff really, really does, uh, which is, you know, they, they made because it up. You almost so. have to live in Nat's brain in order to go into this. Right. Yeah. This stuff is really impressive. It's at once uh, really impressively technical, hard science. And then it's also just like insane mythology. Uh, and it balances those two things really really well which is bizarre the insane mythology is is where i think the most easy comparison is it's um it's like dave you fool's corbinic stuff in the sense that it's insanely cosmological and it feels like you need to be in this author's head in order to write it only it lacks the humor and focuses instead on the horror yeah uh although i will say that a lot of these feel they're definitely horror, uh, but they're not horror the way that like Sarkic articles are. They no, it's 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 they're very unique, Lovecraftian kind of. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's it's absolutely Sanity. Cthulhu shit. I interrupted uh, without, without the racism. Uh, I was gonna say, um, it's Matt. Uh, Hello, Matt. Just reading the articles, I was like, there was one person who made all this up. There's no way you could convince multiple people to right. stay on point with this shit. Right. It's, yeah, yeah. All I mean, there. You know, I don't want to dismiss anybody else that contributed, and we do have two articles mm-hmm. from other yep. people that are both Great. really impressive authors. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is mostly Matt. <laughs> yeah. So, so in case people were wondering, we're gonna. These are almost all like I think six out of eight of them or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna go over some basics about, <laughs> and I mean, this doesn't even really sum it up, but. This is directly from the hub, and the hub actually has a lot of good information, and I haven't even covered a third of the information on the hub. It's mu- it's very much <laughs> like the Sarkic hub, um, or how I tried to make the Davite hub, in that it is a useful resource to understand the GOI, and I use yeah. that under- that word understand in <laughs> air quotes. Somebody's going to go get ketchup and milk, and I hope that Matt mixes them together. Uh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right. The Church of the Second Hytoth is an occult organization of human and alien entities that adhere to the extraterrestrial or Tothan religion, aiming to add, aid a universal guardian deity, which is named Rachmu Uisen. Uisen. Rachmu Uisen. In combat against extra universal threats known as the Vorotet. 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 The central beliefs of the religion are that there were, that the current universe is the second Hytoth, meaning it was preceded by a different universe, which was obviously the first, which used to exist until it was consumed by an extra universal entity, uh, and also just a whole bunch of chaos with different gods. Uh, and there were seven survivors who got out of the old universe and made it into the new one as it was being created. Those survivors weren't necessarily gods before, but they became gods. 
to guard our new reality against anything like that happening again. And they were called the Holy Seven. Uh, they were, they all needed <laughs> a constant source of blood. Uh, there's necessitating bloodletting blood rituals by their believers to maintain their health. Um, but even so, over the years, uh, six of these gods died, leaving only Rachnil Um In fact, the first one died very early in closing the gate to the old universe. Um, what else? Let's see. Of the original seven gods, only one still lives. Um, and he is specifically like a warrior. He's the holy fourth, Rachmu Yusin. Uh, he's still alive, protecting the universe from the Vorosets uh, because they are constantly trying to escape the dying throes of the first universe. Uh, and if they were able to get in here, then we would all be dead. So this is very much H.P. Uh, Lovecraft shit because it is not only cosmic eldritch entities that want to kill us, it's cosmic eldritch entities that want to protect us but they also need our blood <laughs> like, this is this is where the the blood drives you here every year this is what they go for. <laughs> that's right what's really fun about this is there's an added layer of complexity in that no it's not just about these people on earth worshiping these alien gods there have been multiple societies both deep in space and in different portions of our history that have worshipped it. There's the Earthen or Tothan Kingdom, which was a, like an ancient kingdom that warred against the Devi like 12, 13,000 years ago. There's the species of interest too, which are um, these alien colonizers that uh, were trying to colonize Earth long before humanity was around, like 550 million years ago. Um, and then there's the Terzin II or Tothan Coalition, which is this uh, civilization out in space that the Foundation doesn't know that much about, but it turns out that they are a significant force um, that are capable of creating some pretty crazy stuff. And all these different, very strange ideas uh, are connected together because of their belief in Rachno Yusin. And what's really fascinating is that there isn't a hard line about what is canon or not canon. It's very much left open, not even just in the way that there is no canon on the SCP Wiki, but no one really truly knows the true stories of it all because they can't just call up Rachno Yusin. Um, and so everyone kind of has slightly different versions and they all kind of think well, it's all kind of meshed together. It's the way that uh, some Buddhists look at different uh, holy scripture or whatever. Um, uh -huh. And it's got a very permeable feel to it, as opposed to, like, say, a very stratified religion. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got, uh, let's see. Okay, so the goals of the Church of the Second High Toth are to preserve Rachmu Ulysses' life through bloodletting rituals. And this church is active here today, so it's not just people deep in history and aliens. There are regular everyday people that are currently out in the public, you know, despite the veil, uh, spreading this religion. Um, they also want to spread the Orthothan religion and morals based on the actions of Rachmu Ulysses to research the Orthothan pantheon, the first high toth and unknown aspects of the Orthothan mythos, because they don't know it all, even though they're the church. You would think they would be the ones to know. Uh, and then also fourth, to kill any and all Voritude. <laughs> um, but things. this is like, yeah, they're terrible. I mean, that one article. Is Why even one have really see them? What a waste. Get rid of it. <laughs> But and yeah, I, uh, I, 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 if this even sounds remotely interesting, and after we go into the articles, you'll see that all of these are pretty fascinating and, and just really original shit. Uh, the, the hub is a great resource. It, I've barely touched on most of the tabs. Uh, there's just a lot 
to, to read on there. If you like world building and lore, uh, it's it's a really good hub for that. Hubs are great because you're allowed to just dump world building and no one yeah. goes, shouldn't be any world building here. You should tell a story. I know. This is, this is where uh, the giant nerds can just wax about their great I games. love building and I love worlds. Mm. <laughs> Nice. Hey, there's, there's other so, people in this room. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. I know that was a, a lot. Um, so you guys, uh, you know, I know uh, Sergio was the one that suggested this. Um, did you guys have much in the way of experience with this GUI before? I have a funny, I have a funny anecdote story with funny. Matt discovering this, the Church of the Second type, High Toth when he was helping me put together my, uh, my site dossier. Um... So, and it, so initially, like one day, I had been kind of thinking, like, huh, there's like not really like a lot of aliens on the wiki because I'm a big sci-fi guy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, wouldn't there be cool if there was like a group of interest that was just like an alien race? And then one day, I was on the GOI thing, and I saw the Church of the Second High Toth, and immediately I was just like, this is awesome. And like I used them in uh, an SCP I wrote seven two three three. It's kind of like a hint to like like with my ongoing series that there might be something out in the like the Turthen 2 like space cluster that the Ortothan coalition um exists in and perhaps one of my books is influencing their religion a little bit and Matt was helping me edit my my dossier and I was telling them about the Church of the Second High Talk and he was just like that's not fucking real. You're making that up. No one actually wrote that. And if you go to the dossier right now, because I'm planning on rewriting it, so the joke's going to get removed. Uh, there, like, it, it starts out with like, "Welcome to uh, Aeronautics and Astrophysics, where we're where we're trying to talk to aliens in the Church of the Second High Toth." And one of the characters goes, "Those are fucking real," which is <laughs> me capturing Matt's reaction to it. Nice. There's a lot of there's a lot of R moments captured inside of Sergio's SCPs. I enjoy doing yeah. that. Just someone someone reacts like, in um, an entertaining enough way. Why not just fictionalize it? Oh yeah. God. Uh, basically, victim only exists because something annoyed me the week that I wrote it. <laughs> I have an article and... that actually ends with someone's reaction to having read it in crit, where they were just, <laughs> like upset and sad about it, and that's now how the article ends. Was I just had their author avatar saying exactly what they said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the, uh, 6121 it, it basically ends with Calibold saying why I love them I'm sad now <laughs> one of uh, one of Sergio's articles I think it's 7975 um, is, was the, the inspiration of it is us doing an episode on our podcast about, uh, about cryptids and I chose um, for me because I grew up in Ohio I chose a couple of cryptids from like the Ohio region and one of them was a, a frog man that turned out to just be like someone's pet iguana or something. Um, and so we just kept joking about the the like Ohio frog man. And then I was like, Sergio, you should make that into an article. And he was like, bet. And then it came out like a week later. I think mm-hmm. he wrote he wrote it for bet. Cold Post Con. Yes, I did. Or yeah. But yeah, um, for the church, for me personally, um, I, so I've read a lot of articles for how little I've actually like interacted on the wiki, just because, um, I spent a very large portion of when I used to work night shift at work just at my desk reading SCP when I had nothing to do. Um, awesome. but the church of the second high Toth was one of the 
only things of everything that I read or that I read somehow completely managed to avoid my eyes completely mm-hmm. just because when it does have the occasional like crossover to other articles like uncommon as it is like it hardly ever explains what any of it actually means and so i just be like oh i don't know what that is and then i keep on going so because mm-hmm. you know it's, it's very exclusive to its own thing and so a lot of the times i just be reading something and if it mentioned it i'd just be like oh it's that and then i'd keep going to jacob and i's understanding it's largely been a you might you might not know this colloquial term a glup shitto organization where <laughs> yeah. you see it and you're like oh my god they're there and you just keep going on your day because you have no fucking idea what they do <laughs> uh-huh. much, i mean yeah. That was me until we did this. Like I've not, always not like a bad way. It's just like no, I wasn't yeah, like, not yeah, Listen, it's okay. There are so many things on the go wiki, ahead, and ahead. I have had such a like hit or miss way of uh, attacking certain subjects on the wiki by what I've read. That many times when we go to research an article, um, you know, I don't know anything about them. Um, until I have a list of articles uh-huh. and I start reading them and then we do a podcast and then I feel like I have a really good handle on them. This is definitely one of them. I had read a couple of these, but a lot of them, I would start to read them and I would be like, I don't know what this is. I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, and, yeah. you know, I I think it, it, these can be kind of challenging, but because they start off um, very technical, oftentimes with some really sciencey mm-hmm. stuff, but man, just get in deep, because there's always some really, really weird, good, like, fucking pulp fiction sort of like god stuff going on in all of them. It's such a funny combination. Um, it reminds mm-hmm. me of how twenty seven twenty one starts with this description of like orbital mechanics and shit, and then becomes Homestuck satellite. It's like the, all the all of these uh, all these Orthon articles, all these second Hightoth articles start with like really hard sounding science stuff and then become insane yeah <laughs> um the fu- 2821 which is one of the ones we're going to talk about starts going into quantum fucking mechanics and i was like oh okay what? i don't uh, i don't what? i don't have this this is not something i could do right now yeah. <laughs> but yeah the, i mean they're all you know just kind of take it and run with it because they're every single one of them turns into this you know like high fantasy weird space god yeah. stuff uh, and it's unique the as fuck. I mean, it probably couldn't story. exist. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And then um, it, it probably couldn't exist that. without the Elgit Horror, but right. mm-hmm. even so, it's you know, it's 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 so original. Right. Yeah. But yeah, why don't we get in? Because we got a few articles to talk about. Why don't we get started? Uh, so the first one I picked uh, was two four one seven, which is Gods, mm-hmm. the Universes, and Origami by Nat Voltaic good title yeah great title uh, a lot of these have really good titles good title. um this is the first ever high doth article um there's even in the author post nat actually starts to explain that i don't even know if this is going to be a real gui or not which is pretty funny looking back <laughs> um this is uh, the anomaly is a sapient white kami paper which is usually used for origami uh which can fold itself into various shapes and move around and its preferred shape is an octopus but with seven arms Oh, and by the way, it can speak English and or Tiffin. 
this creature, this entity, uh, worships Rakmu USN and is part of the Church of the Second Hytoth, which I thought was funny. It's not just a construct; like it, it considers itself a, a, belongs a, to the church, like a member. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, it's found in an apartment of a woman who owned an origami store, but she had died while on vacation in Germany from internal hemorrhaging. Um, <laughs> but then, once we start getting into the interview, the origami thinks that it is that same woman. Mm-hmm. Call me Hy- IMAC priest Allison Killian of the Church of the Second Highcock, which was the woman's name. Uh, it tells the foundation of the Holy Seven. This is pretty much the first window into the weird stuff. Uh, the first sacrificed himself to save us all. The second and third killed by the jealousy and hatred of each other. The fifth forgotten. The sixth killed in combat. The seventh ceased to exist. Rachmiel U.S. and the fourth is the sole defender of our realm. Like, they could be talking about any number of established high fantasy space opera shit right there. It's so good. Um, imagine what what would happen if uh, Rackney USN died uh, or was asked that. Uh, imagine releasing a poison into a pond full of fish. From where it is released, it will spread throughout the pond and it will kill all the life within. The endless horrors that roam the Voro are that poison, and they would not hesitate to enter if given the chance. One of my favorite things is that these gods came from a universe that was dying, but that universe didn't die. Like it's still hanging on and can't wait to bust that bust through, right? Um, which is fun. Um, yeah, so like, it, that's it how I into... feel about some of my older friend groups. <laughs> you ever um, there and every once in a while there's a refugee. You ever watched Eric Andre? Yes. Let me in. Let yeah. me in. <laughs> Everyone knows that fucking. Let's go. So you thing. Even that, if they've never seen it, preface that with you ever. That's like, have you ever been in a chat room? You could have said. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's seen that gift. Um, so yeah, so Allison was recruited in college, meaning that this religion is active out there in the public. Uh, and after her first blood sacrifice, she actually like psychically saw Rachmiel Uhlsen. Uh, and then. What's really interesting is that the memories are overlapping between this construct and Allison because there's a moment where the construct is saying, uh, you know, the only reason I was living with this woman, she was also a church uh, member. Her name was Alice. Wait a minute. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh, shit, this thing just thinks it's Allison because her personality somehow got imported onto it. Um, And it turns out because there's a letter from one of the other priests that this was all part of like this idea, a ritual to create constructs to go out and spread the word (laughs) and more importantly, collect blood because this fucking origami thing absorbs blood and that blood magically gets translated to Rackney USN or whatever. Look at that, eh? Religious pamphlets that really work. (laughs) That's right. It's It's a living Bible tract that causes as much damage as the real Bible tracts. (laughs) (laughs) Um... This ends up going like pretty dark at the end, which is funny because leading up to the very ending, it's like, oh, well, I mean, it does drink blood, but it seems like it's just asking for it. So it's not so bad. Yeah, I it kind of threw me for a loop because obviously, like, yeah. obviously, t- 2417 is my like introduction to the High Toth and Rock Mo, Mo Lusan and all that. And I was like, well, this guy's got to be pretty powerful, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's fending off all these extra dimensional entities by himself. And then at the end, you're like, yeah, actually, he kind of like sucks. And if I didn't like just murk this researcher, he would have just died, and then we would have all just gotten eaten by the Vortu. And I was like, oh, I like 
I like that they explain why they need the blood, because so often when it comes to weird religions and fiction, <laughs> they do blood sacrifices. And it's never really explained why do they need that in the first place? This is no, no, listen, they're gods, but they didn't start off as gods. They have to they have to they're constantly bleeding out their power and their actual blood. So we have to feed them our blood. Otherwise, they won't be around to protect us. Sounds like a pyramid scheme to me. I don't know. I mean, I think it is. Uh, <laughs> um, Extra dimensional money laundering. And even though I went pretty in deep uh, on that one, that I really didn't cover a lot of the stuff. And it's 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 a great introduction to them. It's probably the most straightforward uh, Church of the Second High Top uh, article, except for maybe 4017, which is just a great big historical epic. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, what, so what did you guys think of this one? Um, I'll go first. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, no, it it <laughs> it drew me in because my favorite trope in like any fiction is like inanimate object that has sentience for some reason and is just like a guy. Oh, you must so you know, I just, big fan of Beauty oh, and the Beast. Oh yeah, huh? for sure. And at, at the, oh yeah, big time. And at the beginning, I was like, oh, it's funny. It's a piece of paper. And it's sentient and it likes blood. That's so cute. And then I, I kept <laughs> reading and I was like, I was like, oh, oh, this is getting juicy. Oh, this is getting fucked. Okay. <laughs> just like progressively more and more. Just like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though it gets pretty dark because, I mean, it ends up murdering somebody and absorbing all their blood. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't, the tone is still in such a way, uh, I don't know, whimsical almost like it's it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. So Nat in the author post specifically notes that okay, this is not supposed to be another set of Davites. Like they're yes, they need blood, but they're not like a blood cult. Um, and I mean the paper was fairly polite every time leading up to the murder. God, <laughs> uh, please, you're gonna give me more blood, right? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really dug that, like, despite it getting dark at the end, it never shifts into a more serious tone, despite the, the how yeah. dark it is. It still kind of, it still acknowledges the fact that the that the anomaly is a sentient piece of origami. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it certainly is serious in the sense of, like, the, the lore building and, and the, the, yeah. the, the stakes. But it doesn't ever feel edgy, despite the fact that this is about mm-hmm. a living piece of origami that wants to drink blood. Like, that could have just been the most Series 1-esque murder monster ever. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't ever feels like that. It feels kind of magical. Um, and I think it sets a really good standard, because pretty much all of these feel like that. Even the ones that go really dark, like 1548. Um, I just, I think that they always kind of feel unique in tone and I find it pretty inspiring that there's this whole universe this whole mythology that's about blood drinking gods and eldritch beings from another universe that are trying to come in and kill us all but it never really feels like a horror story exactly I mean they are pretty bleak uh, if I may but... uh, philosophize for a moment to take <laughs> yeah um, the, I think the reason it feels like that for starters I really enjoyed it because it reminded me a lot of a really well written series one scp i got a lot of series one vibes from the paper because it's just it's just a thing right it's just a fucking thing that does things that's all it does but what makes a really good series one scp isn't that it's a thing that does things it's 
eyes on the prize. It's the world building, baby. Because at the end, yeah. you're not thinking about, oh, right. oh, fuck. it killed somebody. It's yeah. Why? What? Why does it need blood? What needs the blood? Uh, and that's yeah. The, the, that's the trick about it. The trick that this pulls is making you forget about the, the, the horror of it and you're too interested in the, wait, tell me more about this god? <laughs> it's not even forgetting about the horror, it's what the fuck else is going on here? And I think the really kick, the kicker thing that kind of takes it away from horror into, into the whimsy like you're saying is the very last line about being protected. That's a very weird way to yeah. end off a horror thing. This always feels like, no matter how bleak, no matter how dark they get, it feels like, sincerely, the people and the entities that are involved with this are altruistic. Yeah. And that They're... is an interesting tone. They always are interested genuinely. It's not bullshit. They're genuinely interested in protecting the world, you know, the human race, existence. It's just the things they're willing to do are pretty weird and, and sometimes pretty dark uh but there's always that higher prize and it never feels like well the ends justify the means no it always feels like like the origami feels at the end it feels kind of uh, almost tragic that uh, like oh i can't believe i had to do that uh mm -hmm. there's something about that that is very compelling and yeah, i that's... feel like the best go ahead uh, i was gonna say that's sort of the essence of the scp foundation writing in general isn't it because that's kind of what the foundation does Occasionally, they'll do sort really of. weird, bad shit. Yeah, but but so often that's portrayed. It's either an article is critical of that, or it's just very much in the gritty edge lord like ends justify the means. This genuinely feels like they, the people that are in the know, want to just spread the good word. Because if you just understood, if you just understood the 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 light that is. Reckoning of USA, the Holy Fourth, then you would understand the sacrifice is necessary. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about it that you made me think about when you were saying about what else is out there, every one of these articles, even once we are seven articles in, I still have that feeling because it never feels like I fully have like a, a bounded understanding of this concept. There's I, I have I have a pretty good handle on what these things are, but there's always, always a sense of mystery involved. Mm -hmm. which is, I like a good mystery. Yeah. Like, what are you scrolling through, Gregory? I'm not scrolling at all. Somebody is. Who the fuck is scrolling? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me. Oh, like you hear is like it's a full frog. Right. <laughs> 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 NLP death. No, speak, you need to memorize of, everything. Sergio, what are your thoughts you on it, Sergio? Look it up. <laughs> um, overall, I, I, I mean, I, I, this hooked me immediately. Um, I would even go so far to award it um, certified hood classic, the highest award I can give anything. Um, <laughs> it, uh, like. Wow. Like 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 it like it, it hooked it hooked me a lot through just like obviously like the anomaly with like the origami and it like like this person because I mean my reading of it was that she transferred her consciousness into the origami and that it wasn't just like a like a like a copy of her personality but like the world building in this was generally excellent um, they really like sold me on the concept of this Church of the Second High Toth and Rockmo Luson as a deity, and I was really excited to learn more about it through the other articles that we read. 
Yeah, the thing that elevates this, I think, beyond... Because I think you're right. I think the pattern... Uh, I think Matt or Jake was saying that it feels like a really good Series 1 article. And the thing that I think elevates it beyond that is that it uses this really core, cool idea. Because the idea itself is pretty compelling. Like, the conscious origami construct that hungers for blood. That could be a good horror story by itself. Uh, but that was never the purpose. Matt's purpose was to tell this wider story in little, like you said, it's world building, but it, the best part is it's world building that's like missing chunks. And so we're left kind of hungering. What what else is there? It's it's not even necessarily that it's missing chunks. That I tend to not like the, oh, it's just, it's just missing pieces randomly. It's just, it's so big. You can't understand it all in the span oh, yeah. of a single I article. Yeah, that's, that's true. About it. Uh, that is definitely true. It's um, the scope the, that's the, the mystery. The, what I meant was not that little pieces were taken out. Mm -hmm. like, no, and I understand. Was, it's that we only have these two conversations, you know, and uh, and the document and then the thing that it writes at the end. And that's all it's, pretty good. It's, it's deep, good, it's interesting complete. world building. But then it's like, wait, but how... How did that? How did this religion come here? <laughs> yeah, it's and, who is so who good. is this guy? Who? What did he do? He sounds cool. Why do people think he's cool though? Where are the other guys? Um, but let's let's switch over to two eight two one. Hey there, fans of Simply Creative People. We're still mostly unsponsored, so any financial help you can give us through Harry's or my Ko-Fi helps keep the show run. If you can't support us financially, just try to spread the word about the show. We've grown in the last year of production, but I think there's still a wide audience of SCP fans out there who would get a lot from our podcast. Finally, in every episode, we leave a link in the description to my author page and to Harry's, along with our guests. Consider clicking through and checking out our work. We've both been so pleased to see the growth of the show and hope you'll consider reading some of our stories on the wiki. Thanks so much for all the support during this first startup year of the show. Here's to five more years of episodes. Yeah. So this one is 2821, A Lunar True Vacuum by Nat Voltaic. And True Vacuum is, good God, the first footnote is, you know, two Beyond paragraphs. Me. Uh, it's quantum field theory. I am not capable of understanding it. Um, the point is, is it's a spatial anomaly that's located on the moon, but it's underground in a cavern, um, roughly a kilometer across. And it's constantly changing size. Uh, sometimes it is, you know, it, varying wildly. Just like me. Just like me. <laughs> um, and anything that passes through it will be subject to the rules of physics that are within the anomaly, which are constantly changing. Uh, which usually results in whatever going through the anomaly getting smushed. <laughs> um, and there are entities that have tried to pass through into our reality, but they tend to fall apart right afterwards, which I found really interesting. It's like, there's this open gate. What is it? Something's going to come through and things do. And then they like fall apart immediately. Me when I leave the house. <laughs> um, I'll be ready is... for like two more hours of this because I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> uh, one central entity within the anomaly uh which appears as a mass of rapidly flashing colors with occasional tendrils coming out of it and has remained permanently in the center of the uh, spatial anomaly. Um, radio transmissions have been detected, mostly static, but occasionally containing speech. Um, 
which are eventually translated. But the thing that I think is really, you know, adds to the the threat of this whole concept is that if the anomaly were to begin expanding, which it certainly could and they expect it to, it would likely lead to a VK class reality structuring event where the laws of reality be rewritten in an anomalous way. Mm-hmm. By Vicander need technical media. That's right. Um, but then it would be entertaining. Um, the last addendum is one of these transmissions that is translated, uh, at least partially. What I really like about this and other things that deal with alien intelligences is not being able to fully translate it, and instead they just give the impressions. Mm-hmm. Like there's, in the, it starts with the words "trapped," comma "imprisoned" in brackets, which is meant to tell us that like we don't know the exact words, but this is the vibe they were going for. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and basically, it's all about this thing called Yesadon, uh, which is an organization or an unofficial name for one based on the text from the Church of the Second Hightoth. So for me, uh, what this is, what this anomaly is, is sort of a window, at least I think, a window into that previous universe. What are your guys' takes? Um, if I would be lying if I said that this article didn't go over my head a little bit. Yeah, it does. It was uh, yeah. well, That's the moon for you. It it was a lot. when I saw the footnote that had an actual like, like first of all it's like two paragraphs and also it has an image to help further yeah, explain it. So hard. A diagram, yeah. That made my that made my brain implode a little bit. But I think I overall agree the idea of it being a window. Um. Yeah, the thing that makes me think it is is that there's an entity that's holding it open and that the things mm-hmm. that are trying to get through are constantly being shredded yeah because part of the reason why at least according to the lore that the holy seven came through in the first place was that the previous reality was con- it was just under so much chaotic turbulence from all the different gods and and and, and magical forces etc etc that you know eventually it would lead to the universe dying um and because we know that they're so um I don't know. They're so desperate to get out. Yeah. I think um I think you're right on that. I wouldn't say window. I think this is maybe the the gate or one of the quote unquote gates that Rakmo Lucen might be protecting. Cause the fact that things that come through are shredded may imply that, you know, something is getting them shredded beyond just the physics of their world interacting with ours, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, and no, I think I think that's that's a fair take. I mean, maybe, and that's what's cool is we don't really know. How does Rackney Yusin like pull out like the brass knuckles and beat the shit out of these things, or is the way that he is protecting us by you know restraining the laws of reality so that these things that get through are, are constantly you know torn apart? <clears throat> My first assumption with it. Have you ever, so you, I, we all know giant squids come to the surface and they don't live very long. Um, mm-hmm. Deep sea creatures in general can't survive at lower pressures because their bodies just fucking explode from their just internal like pressures. Can. So I was, uh, deeper pressures. Yeah, I had, a, I had an errant thought that these other creatures, um, perhaps they, uh, the seven altered our world's physics in such a way that creatures from where they came from literally just can't live here. If they do, they just die. They just explode, and there's nothing they can do about it. Maybe. Um, the thing I thought was 
by escaping here, the reason that they're constantly bleeding, or the reason mm, they need blood all no, the time, be because they're they are also at you know can't easily survive the physics of our universe. Um, but either way, I think it's a good analogy. Like going from deeper pressure to to less pressure, yeah. the the organic life forms that live in one or the other can't live in the other one. Um, yeah. But an important thing to note, which is kind of a distraction, but uh, this is a thing that's very much tied into this GUI, is this is part of the Ad Astra per Aspera canon. Yes. Uh, which is fucking cool as shit. Yeah. And that also had a big part in creating this. As a canon where the Foundation, uh, basically because of a series of anomalous events, the Foundation finds that the Earth is no longer like survivable for humanity. Uh, and decides to start to take down the veil and start evacuating people to space colonies and spaceships and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so humanity is all around the solar system. They're expanding on the moon, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's really cool, like hard sci-fi stuff. And it'll come up again because in this canon, <clears throat> humanity is fully aware of like shit, like aliens uh -huh. and anomalies. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to do an episode on that. It's a fucking cool shit canon. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this one is pretty challenging. But I think the important thing when it comes to the GOI is that last, that last, uh, that last log. And mm -hmm. to get, a, if you have a basic understanding of what's going on in the mythology here, I feel like you can interpret what the physics are talking about. Uh, but it's all. The author post doesn't even bother to explain, which is great. Uh, you know, of all just... the ones that we read, this one definitely felt the most like weird space sci-fi fart noises for 30 minutes, and they're really yeah. cool, and then there's a high-toth thing at the end of it. I mean, there's always a high-toth thing at the end of these. To be completely yeah. honest, they could all be described as weird magic fart and then high-toth lore at the end. But I, I think that's what makes them so unique. We call uh, this yeah, episode that... weird magic fart. Um, <laughs> my most intelligent thought it was a good title oh scp xxxx weird magic fart uh-huh sergio write that down no i'm gonna write it first it was my idea uh, do it. But yeah I, I would say out of all the ones we read this is the one that's the most challenging because uh -huh. it's all science I want to I want to say with 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 this article, which I um, I definitely should say it's my favorite, but I think it's very interesting because on its whole, oh, yeah. the anomaly is a real thing. This, um, you know, this uh, this like area of space is a true vacuum, which is a um, a vacuum with a incredible with like the lowest possible energy level. And like if you go to like the like the Wikipedia page for like the true vacuum, it literally describes like vk class scenario if we went from a false vacuum to a true vacuum life as we know it stops existing particles just stop working so this this anomaly mm. is like quite literally like like a like a it's an anomaly because it's a real thing that's not possible in our universe because of our current model of physics and then they took that right. and they added the high toss stuff on on top of it and I think that's what really like sets this apart for me. Other than the fact that this explaining quantum field theory in a footnote with a picture, I didn't even know that was fucking possible. That rock. Yeah. That yeah. Goes so hard. 
It's, so. it's the most SEPS thing mm-hmm. ever. Like the the STEM obsessed person who also wants to write fiction. It's, yeah, who so would good. who would be into STEM and want to write SEPs, right? Right, Matt? Who would be who would fit that description that we know? Not me. Want, Not me. So many fucking. I'm people. the one with the biology degree who writes SCPs. Oh my god, we found it. Nah, must be talking about somebody. Don't yeah, no, I'm, definitely, I'm talking about um, <laughs> uh, Sean. <laughs> wow, Sean Wait, is Filmington Saxon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, unless you guys have anything else to say, yeah, I think no. this next one is a, a lot more fun. Uh, and this mm-hmm. one's very highly rated, but I think it's impossible to talk about this GUI without yeah. talking about this one. Um, one. and this one is like the Avengers. It, it connects all these different <laughs> concepts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't mean that. Kind of is the Avengers. Superheroes. This is the thing um, people need to understand though, is that, uh, unlike, um, a lot of people who wish to, to sound like their opinions are much more valuable and they're much more intelligent than you. When Gregory says that it isn't meant as an insult. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Unlike, say, anybody from 2018 who writes for this website who brings out the Avengers uh, whenever they need to write a hit piece in the comments, Gregory means this as a compliment because it's about uh-huh. things coming together to, to yes. be fixed. <laughs> oh, I just figured you, wanted, not to, a... I figured you wanted to go on, to a su- on a superhero rant on this podcast and our episode. <laughs> oh, I, I, I will go on superhero rants whenever, but I, what I meant was, as Harry met and said, mm. This is a bunch of various stories that come together yeah, I guess to yeah. form like sort of an epic. You see what he means? This isn't an Age of Ultron. This is an Infinity War. Well, we can get into that. Means is he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> well, that just happened. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. I hate everyone that summarizes that that's the way all Marvel movies are. I don't think it's what they go on a used in a Marvel movie, has it? I don't think I've ever said, well, that just happened in an so. MCU piece let, of media. Let, let me um, rant about this. I want to rant, because, okay, like... Rant, rant, just rant, briefly. rant. The use of that stuff to criticize something unrelated that you don't like the writing of is the equivalent of that kind of laziness you're complaining about. People going like, oh, this is just like the Russo brothers wrote it. That is you being as lazy as you are accusing the other person of being because you're just like, here's my stock criticism. This is like a Marvel movie I didn't like. Get more creative before you challenge other people's creativity, you fucking ass. Also, I think I think the weird thing is, is that now it's the popular thing to say that you don't like the Marvel movies, and that's fine. I don't, I, I don't care what anybody likes or doesn't like. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird how it, it all shifted. Because like <laughs> ten years ago, everyone was obsessed with them, and now everyone's like, oh, they're terrible. And it's like both perspectives were exhausting. I think it's burnout yeah. because they've released more things. Yeah, yeah I don't need to. Deb- I mean, who cares? Yeah, that's what everyone says. Yeah. But the point is, is that it's just people jumping on a bandwagon. That's wagon. true. I can't argue with that. <laughs> and that's boring. Also, if you did the research, and you would know that the Russo brothers uh, don't write their own movies, so that isn't a valid that's criticism. Right. <laughs> they get other people to do it. They listen to what Marvel says and listen to Marvel. To, to be fair, that's what most directors do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. It this turns is... out that actually most most angry old authors also hire out their comment writing to uh, AI. I'm just saying this without, <laughs> without any uh, without any proof or evidence, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm. They do it. They do it for scraps. 
Uh, Foxes of. So what were we talking uh, about? What were we we're doing? Talking oh, the about, hateful star. I mean, the star the of the hateful. That's right. So SAB 1548 is called the Star of the Hateful. It's by Naval Take. What's interesting is it Very used to be a different SCP. Written um, by an asshole. The Brit by an asshole who decided to take all his stuff off the wiki because of pride and because yeah, he's homophobic. For sure. And for uh, a shitty website, we don't need to joke. That, yeah, this is where our PC came from. Um, yeah. But we're not going to talk a lot about that. It's the correct. point is, is that it used started. to be called the Hateful Star. And then Nat took it and was like, haha, look, I'm going to make something better. And I'm going to call it the Star, comma, the Hateful, uh, which is fucking dope. Um, so this is an anomaly that represents itself as solar phenomenon. There are these crazy sunspots. Uh, there are coronas. All that seem to defy, uh, defy what, how we normally expect uh, the SCP, uh, the sun to react. Like there's an image here that's pretty amazing because it looks like there's a sun flare that's you know making this symbol. Yeah. Um, it's not like the symbols are painted on the sun, which is what I thought when I originally read it. It's like there's the corona is actually reaching out to create these symbols. Um, and there are several symbols that are used, but three of the types are understood by the foundation. The first, which I'm not going to say the whole thing, it's V1, uh, is inscribed. If it's And these are all like magic totems. They're fucking dope as shit. If inscribed, we're talking about the sun. It's all hard science up until now, and now we're all of a sudden talking about thaumaturgic runes that do magic shit. It's it's effortless how it shifts into mm -hmm. that. Uh, if inscribed on any telescopic device by a person with thaumaturgic abilities, the device will show psionic entities with malicious intent towards the user. After a total of four hours of use, users without psionic abilities will experience symptoms of psychosis. <laughs> Um, there's more to it, but whatever. Uh, V2, known as no, uh, the Kalapashtitian Isle, uh, among various occultist groups, when affixed or projected onto a material, it will strengthen the material, enhancing its ability to absorb kinetic and electromagnetic energy, and materials may be hidden from sight. And the, th and the third one that's mentioned. Uh, known as the 12 Holy Owls of Serinthium, uh, origin among humans unknown, when the symbol is affixed to a weapon or object used with the intent to harm, any entity killed by the weapon will annihilate the immediate space around it. The size of the annihilation zone is proportional to the size of the entity killed. This annihilation annihilation zone has no effect on materials that are re reinforced with the second. <coughs> so that means that these three runes are meant to be able to show you who wants to hurt you, giving you a means of magically protecting yourself and giving you a means of, of killing uh, bad shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and these were first recorded way back in 1983. Uh, they And about two-thirds of the symbols, not just the three, but there are many other symbols, are orthotan in nature. For example, the third one that was mentioned uh, have been in use from, by orthotan occultists since the 1800s. Mm -hmm. um, the symbols have been appearing randomly since 1983, but in December 2016, several of the events happened in rapid succession, and then ionized gas ejects from the sun and surrounds the entire solar system so that no outside light from the universe is visible. The description is way more complicated than that, but the point is, is that this is a bubble around the uh, solar system so that uh, it well, we don't know what it protects us from, but it, you can't see anything in the night sky. So obviously the foundation is freaking the fuck out because all of a sudden at night there are no stars. Um, 
And then this goes into this log of events, which is just a crazy log of events, which I highly suggest people go and read. Mm -hmm. All sorts of different anomalous things happen, including a transmission from SCP-3417, which we'll cover later on. Uh, and it's a warning that beings from outside our universe have broken in and the solar system has been protected. This is a sanctuary. Uh, it's a message to all Otothans. Um, and Cameo if you get to the SCP. end... Which one? 179. Oh, yeah. Sally. 179 does show up. That's right. She, she established contact for a single moment. She signs the word defend before descending below the sun's surface and vanishing. And then increasing the number and then, of symbols. Right. So that means, did she sacrifice herself? Is she empowering them? Who knows? The point the is that she's working sorry. with whatever's happening. But... Uh, you get to the end of the like the high science stuff and it seems like the article's over and even says end of the scp file <laughs> it's a good trick and then you can keep going because there's quite a bit left so you want to keep scrolling down and that's the stuff i don't think we want to talk about because that's yeah, the, secrets. the really impressive stuff mm -hmm. um but it, it it ends you know it becomes this like grandiose like you know space opera ancient gods it's it's this is Much one of the, this one is one of the earliest articles I ever read, and it is fucking insane. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of another article. I think I just want to say like it was posted very shortly after the original was deleted. Mm -hmm. uh, like like I think it's possible it was posted the same day as the original one was removed, uh, and it is thirteen votes away from having the same rating that that one had accrued over four years of having been posted. So if y'all go up and upvote it, it'll 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 pass the one that was I'm in that slot before that had been there since twenty fourteen. So it's mm -hmm. uh, it's on its way up. It's uh, it's permanently blotting out the, uh, the the stigma of its of its slot. So that's great. Predecessor, yeah. I will say, um, I did not know the backstory behind this of it replacing an older article, and I must yeah. say, if I, it seems to me like this is the the SCP equivalent of a of a baseball play where the the guy hitting the ball like points out that he's going to get a home run. Like I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna release this article <laughs> in your slot after you delete yours and blow it away, and then. Yeah absolutely just knocking it out of the park yeah yep. there's and, a very and, and the sort articles. of person too the sort of person who would piss off like mm -hmm. it, it, this is this is one of the people who who would have been particularly affected by the whole pride stuff that was going on and just 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 mm -hmm. to be like not only are you taking your bat and ball and going going home and crying i'm taking your fucking slot fuck you yeah <laughs> it's great i'm i'm the pinch hitter <laughs> also now. the also the scp uh foundation uh, icon is oh I guess they all are now yeah all the articles there. yeah it's got but yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it which one is site wide or is it all it, Nats I think I don't think I, it's site wide I believe it's on all of Nats it's just Nats yeah article. so it's the tran uh, so not, it, it's I like this, it's got a trans trans flag in the uh, the SCP logo right so it's this they can't see our screens fuck, <laughs> yeah because even it's this big fuck you to the original even the ad Astra for Aspera theme. Yeah, for yeah. twenty eight, twenty one mm -hmm. has it. But yeah, um, I really liked this Good. article. I really like, especially. Okay, I, the thaumaturgical symbol idea, I'm in love with it. I love. Oh, it's incredible! I love fantastical elements. I love fantasy. Um, we we've, we've talked. I think we mentioned it earlier. We're Warhammer fans. 
um and like the idea of like like thaumaturgical runes that empower things like the dwarves with warhammer fantasy or this yeah. i love that shit it's just like an ancient uh like unexplainable magic that lets you empower things with runes like obviously that was that's a thing in like the mythology of of like the like norse mythology stuff like that but just that idea of like brought into fantasy in a literal sense i love it yeah and then applied to because even with warhammer the sci-fi of warhammer is like takes a back seat yeah, to the to, to the, the, the fun battle stuff and also the fantasy stuff but this is you know it's about the fucking sun mm-hmm. the sun is doing this what the fuck <laughs> is happening uh, i i it's just such a like it's such a fun like let's take this idea of like well we wanted to create a magical sanctuary against these dark demons we're gonna do it for the whole solar system mm-hmm. what <laughs> it's the the scope of this article is fucking insane oh yeah i also love there are um sorry do you do you want to finish that thought before Oh, I mean, I was just going to say that there are other articles that, that are, you know, equivalent, like, you know, the the fifthest article that, that ties into um, the Antimimetics division, um, the the one that started off, uh, the the stars are, uh, this, our stars are with you or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but this is one of those ones that I think about going, like, how could, how do you do this? Oh, yeah. Like, this isn't a long article, and and yet the scope of it is huge. It also feels like the like the first three articles we read, like the first one is like it sets up what we're looking for, right? And then the second mm-hmm. one kind of expands the scope, like it takes place a year before the first one, so it tells us like they know more about this than just just uh twenty four seventeen. And then you come into fifteen forty eight and it's like, oh, they've known to an extent about this kind of stuff since the eighties. Like this is not a recent discovery like this is well known at this point right and that that idea of like expanding the scope like even just timeline wise by that much is just so cool and this has one of one of the best i don't know if it's the i don't you know i don't know how to compare those but it has such a terrific fridge horror ending Mm -hmm. to the point where it's like existentially upset oh yeah like, what what is that what the fuck yeah, I, I consider this to be like <laughs> like this is the bet like obviously this is this is to me like this article like shows exactly like what the high toth is fighting for and this is our bad ending yeah like like, yeah. like if, if, yeah, if you are ready to fucking go to the the blood drive and give a quarter of your blood away to rock Lusan, i don't i don't know what you're doing i guess you just want the universe to end <laughs> I think you guys have pretty yeah. much summed up any thoughts I might have, but um, when I was reading this, I was thinking, this isn't really, this is less XK for the SCP uh, Foundation. This is uh, what I'll call uh, an SF class uh, shit's scenario. Fuck shit's scenario. fucked scenario. Shit, shit's <laughs> fucked. My favorite part about it is that so often the ones that have huge scope that end with fridge horror, they end with like the world's going to end or something. And this doesn't do that. This instead puts the status quo so precarious at the end that it is like, okay, so Earth is okay by the end, but oh God. (laughs) It's okay, but like, come on, is it okay? Right. Yeah. It's a sanctuary. Yeah. It's it's okay, but it's not, nothing's, nothing's going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so 
that one is the one I, you know, to be honest, in a lot of ways, you could save this for the last uh, in a discussion about GUI. But, you know, I just feel like it just sets the stakes so well. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of this weird alternate universe, you know, because uh, we're assuming this didn't actually happen because there are other articles later. Um, But uh, yeah, like I just, this is the only one I had read significantly beforehand. And it's just. I don't know. It's just incredible. And I knew nothing about the GOI and it didn't, you don't really need to, because it could just be like weird, cool space religion. And uh, all the stuff that happens is like, well, I still understood that. That's fucked. Mm-hmm. It's nice that it doesn't have that cop out. This is from a universe. So right. it's ours. It hasn't happened yet. Bullshit. It kind of is that though. I mean, it is that, but it doesn't say that. Yes. Yeah. That's, I, my, I do. that's one of my least favorite things. A lot of articles I really like have that on there and yeah. it's like the thing i don't like uh-huh. yeah because you want to write an article where at the end everything gets destroyed or whatever uh and then you go we'll just do that <laughs> and then if, if you if you if you want to reference it in your story where that doesn't happen then you can say we heard this from an alternate universe you don't need to say it on the file and take your stakes away <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Absolutely. you hear you hear me you, you hear me you bastards don't do that. I'm just throwing shade at my fellow XK winners at this point. <laughs> the last two before me both did that, <laughs> and they're great articles, so it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've we're we are on record as being fans of both five and six thousand. So don't especially six thousand. Really love six thousand. Uh huh. Oh wait, wait! I think I'm contractually obligated to say like I adore Five Thousand as well. Yeah, you are. I literally, work on a video game about it. I had a great interview with Tanhony a while ago. And Tanhony is that SCP Five K or that is? SCP-5K. I didn't know you worked on that. I, actually, we yeah, we need... yeah, I'm one of the writers, and the reason you don't know that yet is because there's no writing in the game That's yet. Well, <laughs> coming um, soon. I like it. And that's my review. I'm glad to hear it. It's fun. Thank you. We played you. it a good couple of times with Sergio and I and my friend Rick. We've all played it. And it is fun. Did you play the more recent update? Uh, no. No. Did you play the most recent update? It's got new SCP in it that's actually no, like chasing because I'm, I'm a bad person. Oh, but um, only bad people haven't played. We it. plan on it. I, I haven't played it. Just, yeah, we've been busy. But that's because I can't. <laughs> yeah, on your old laptop, it probably would. Yeah, it's a triple nope. A looking game. Yeah. I think you'd have yeah. a lot of trouble running no. it. Uh, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, anyway, yeah, they I added would like to play it. It reminds me of the added- SWAT four, and I don't know if you've ever played SWAT four, but I love nope. that game. It reminds me when I saw some people playing it. It reminds me of Prey in some ways. Mm-hmm. It does have a bit of that, uh, and it's going to have more as it goes on, because right now it's still in early access. But they recently added a new update that adds an SCP they had us write for the site with uh, me and Gabriel Caro and placeholder mm-hmm. called uh, uh, Epitomedia SCP-7528, which is this horrible screen monster that uh, chases you around in the game and what I consider to be far and away the most entertaining part of the game. So uh-huh. It's oh, a fun man. job. It's a lot of fun. They're great people, and I'm not just saying that because they give me money. I wish I had, <laughs> I wish I had a recording of my reaction to 173 when we first saw it in that game. scary. <laughs> I, it was just like me, I, I don't even, I think this was before Sergio picked it up. I think it was just me and my friend Rick. We're just like walking and I'm like, hey, look at this fucking dude. Look at this, this guy looks funny. And then I just like stared at it for like a few seconds and I just realized like, oh wait, I am in, <laughs> I am in danger. And I was like, Rick. And he's like, what? And I was like, I need you to look at this while I look around. I don't think I can stare at it without 
freaking out. His little head follows you when you walk around. Oh, it's so oh, scary. I just, there was a moment where he was like, like keeping it in place and I was trying to find, I don't remember what the objective was at the time. We were trying to get further into the level and he just screams over the mic. He goes, Jake! And I was like, what? And he was like, I looked away. I don't know where he is. And we're just all like, we're <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck, fuck. What do we do? <laughs> Hiding in a corner so it can't get behind us. This has been a paid promotion yeah. by Afray. Um, if you yeah, need my, if Afray, you need my, uh, Venmo, if you my PayPal. Hey, get it, get, get, shut up. I'm trying to get us to money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I don't know if you know, but one of your writing staff uh, is on a podcast. You yeah, can uh, pay us to do a commercial. Yeah. Uh, anyway, like uh, too. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't, it won't happen again. <laughs> uh, all right, but uh, enough. I didn't uh, want to interrupt because the, the game deserves deserves attention. Yeah. But uh, we are still talking about uh, the church in the second time. Zone. We sure are. <laughs> I guess you're just tuning in because that's how podcasts work. Yeah, um, those are just turned on your podcast television. Yeah, that's right. Well, sometimes I mean, Davy Fool's uh, partner puts it on for her work, and uh, I know Aiko does the same thing. We can't joke is- about people watching YouTube and podcasts on their TV anymore. That's fucking awful. It's the future now. I hate it. Yeah, it's, it's just so a thing weird. there. For those of you just walking into the kitchen and seeing us <laughs> on the fridge. Yeah, you just put in the cassette tape for this episode. And it was fast forward somebody, this part. Th- there is someone who listens somebody... to this on their Xbox One, and that weirds me out. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy used to say he was coming on to IRC from his Wii. Oh, oh my that's god. Right. That's amazing. I don't remember who it was. It might have been Jura. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. I forgot about IRC. Anyway. <laughs> um all right. SCP twenty seven forty two. What is this word? <laughs> that's what it's Kaliverous. Yeah, a Kaliverous remnants? Kaliverous? I I'm not sure how to pronounce that first word. Anyway, uh that would be Caliverous, yes. Caliverous. I'm pretty sure they made Oh no, no, I do know because they explain it in here. Uh, oh, anomalous anomalous aquatic animals which resemble eels, except for their instead of being tubular, they got like three equidistant sides, so they're kind of triangular eels. Uh, and they reproduce asexually up to nine times uh, each. The entities are calivores, calivores, uh, consuming the strength of reality for sustenance, presumably oh. presumed to be done through the intake of deskins, a theorized particle that determines humes, because humes wasn't enough made-up words. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had another one that is <laughs> also, based, also based on a philosopher, deskins. Killed by the yeah, it sounds like deskins uh, is like the Higgs boson for humes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. You made it more so school. school uh, I'm not a chemist. Uh, the particles would go through microscopic pores in the head and into the organ, and which it turns into chemicals through an unknown process. Hell yeah! They actually eat humes in a 15 meter area around them, which looks like heat waves because reality is being consumed, so it actually distorts sound and light around nice. it. Uh, which is a really cool... It's just a sentence, but that adds a lot to it, in my opinion. It's good thinking. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, there is also a higher chance of non-anomalous subjects becoming reality benders for the duration of the decrease. So you could just be standing in the area that this is happening, being a normal person, and during that period, you might become a, a reality bender. Oh, that would be great. I don't know. <laughs> I would really like to bend reality a little to bit. Bend, to bend reality uh, to make myself like a little taller, but not enough to notice. Like, you know what's I, funny? I, 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 feel I think like... I'm done with aging. I feel like I'm at a good, good spot. Yeah, that's true. I am. I'm absolutely done with aging. Um, I feel like we haven't done a lot of stuff talking about reality bending on this podcast. Oh. Which is funny because it used to be everywhere on the wiki, and I feel mm-hmm. like we haven't touched it much. Anyway. I'll just be in the background here typing up a new GOI about reality bending and we can talk about <laughs> Well, soon we'll be done with I mean, GOI. Flycander need kind of bends reality. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. No, of course not. Nope. They just they realistically and without agenda portray the way the world really is in high quality media. That's absolutely true. That. And, and entertaining. Yeah. High quality media <laughs> trademark. TM. No, it's TM. TM. Oh, I'm dying now. <laughs> the first, the first time I did that, I put it on like a TikTok or something, and I sent it to somebody, and then they just started literally fucking dying. They're like, the fucking whispered TM at the end is yeah, so weird. The TM just killed me a little bit. Uh, for I'm a better tomorrow, I'm gonna look out for our ASMR episode. Just Gregory saying TM over and over again. Let's go. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, when when one of these eels dies, there's a chance of a Vardia <laughs> event happening, uh, which happens yeah, about forty percent of the time. Yeah, me too. Maybe because Maybe. when that happens, temporary restructuring of reality in a spherical region—so many spheres—the event has an approximate radius of thirty meters. Outside, looking in, it looks like the area is repeatedly bending and twisting, though no such phenomenon are described by those that are entering it or inside it. And what happens in the event varies, uh, though hallucinations and appearances of anomalous uh, entities are common. Oh. What's really funny is they start off where they were discovered. They were discovered in Lake Ontario, uh, but not in the water. They were discovered in an aquarium at the back of a ship. <laughs> <laughs> at first, I was like, "Whoa!" They were just in the la- oh, oh no, no. Um, the first Canada reference I've seen on these as well. There's one on one of the earlier references as well. Yeah, Canada uh, it's always strange it. to see Canada mentioned, but I feel weird saying that since it's a whole ass country. But whenever I see Canada, I'm like, "Hey, that's me." <laughs> You, you mention it all the time. Yes, but I'm You say that here. like Canada is Actually, like from the SCP Foundation. Yeah. No, Harry's entire Canada site in is Canada. Canada. I, Damn. I, I created Canada. If you go to SCPD or 19 Court and you look up Harry Blank created Canada, you'll see many examples of people saying this. It's the truth. And so many people on 19 Court are just the most reliable of well, Yeah, that's where you go to meet people who I've, really know what's going on. I want to say I said that at one point. <laughs> I'm sure. You I think did, I messaged. Probably. I think I think I messaged like the extent of I created Wyoming, like Harry created uh, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get in a fight with Lyrian about Wyoming. Uh, all right. Uh, is is creating Wyoming really a thing to be like? You should have done no, more I've, world. I've, you really should have done more world Wyoming. building if you created Wyoming. <laughs> I've been to the biggest city in Wyoming, and it, it was not much of a city. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> Wyoming. What is in, what's in Wyoming? I can't even name Fucking a city grass. in Wyoming. I can name What's one city in Wyoming. Cheyenne. Water. Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Up, Which is where I was. Is the only reason I know that is because that's where I was. 
Right. You want to be um, place in Wyoming that has a name other people have heard. It's hilarious. The the state capitol building is like right next to some houses. Mm-hmm. It's such a small fucking <laughs> like there's you would expect that to be like, you know, put away no, what there's the just hell? like they a didn't, little house. Didn't right any locals to build their state building? They must be well, so weak and wild. Well, I'm sure they did, but those are in America look that like that. Whenever they want to build like a civic center, they just kill everybody who lived there. Oh, yeah. oh my god, and people are so weird and racist there. Like I literally ran into people being racist while I was there for three my days. Car. Uh-huh. It was it was insane. I walked in and I bought something from a gas station and I had to give my ID. And uh, they were like, oh, oh, this, uh, that's an interesting last name. Seriously? I have a, I have a, I have a very Jewish last uh-huh. name. Seriously? Anyway. Oh, yep. Seriously. Are you one of anyway. The... Anyway. Uh, let's see. Anyway, what were we doing? There's a series of logs about the different Vardia events that have been. I thought you were talking about since... Wyoming. Wyoming is a series of logs. That's true. That is true. Yeah. That's true. Well, no, that's not true. There's barely. It's all grasslands. True. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are like some forests. It's plain, but it mountain, is really. It's, it's plains and mountains. Yeah. What a dumb it's, country. There's like no fucking horizon. It's terrifying. I, I grew up in California. I'm used to like oceans and mountains, and it they is just sky. flat. I know. It's just. Flat. I grew up in Ohio, and it's all oceans and mountains. <laughs> Yeah, like I've been to Ohio. There's a lot of oceans and mountains there. I mean, you anyway. get like East Ohio. There's like the Ohio, there's mountains Ohio. there. How many oceans are there in Ohio? Lake Erie, baby. That's our ocean. It's a uh, best it's fucking a, ocean in the country. It's the brownest Great Lake because it's so polluted that it's that it's. Discolored. Wait a minute. Is that a Great Lake? Wait, wait. no, Great Lake. Lake Erie. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. one of the Great Lakes. You're on Ontario, Michigan, Erie Superior. Holmes. I learned that in public school. It shouldn't be a great lake because it's so gross and polluted. So is Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan is beautiful. Are you kidding me? At least looks still very at least looks nice. Lake Erie lake doesn't look nice. It looks like crap. Ah, uh, fair enough. Is that like the Mississippi? When you mm. see it, you're just like, oh, don't don't touch Shout that. Shout out to the, the Cuyahoga River that runs into Lake Erie for being the only the only river I know that's ever caught on fire because it was so polluted that the that it caught on fire in Cleveland because of the uh the all the the factories the uh the oil factories considering how many tangents we've gone on I think it's amazing my god We've gone this many episodes without ever having had a shout out to a river before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Cuyahoga River. I'm canoed in that bitch like four times. My number one, ride or die. Uh, all all right. my homies are the Cuyahoga River. Can we get back to the article now? Sure. I guess we have to. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, there's a series of logs uh, that, that <laughs> detail the different Vardy events and the different weird reality bending that goes on. And oftentimes will describe uh, somebody's testimony that was inside it or recovered items. Um, and at one point, one of the uh, events leaves behind a statue which bears an inscription in it or Tothan that says, All praise the your lord of all mind. A liquid, right? And it has a liquid composed of water, carbon, and sulfur. Yummy. Because, you know, yeah. uh, a researcher who was there for the event said it was beautiful. What you want me to say more? Did the others sound too delusional with their descriptions? It would be impressive if they didn't. Being there, bowing and shouting, and that we had no privacy there, but no one, nothing cared. Nothing cared. We could melt into each other and dance through mental rivers as wafts of the burning skeptical thoughts filled the glory of the whole. 
it wasn't a big deal that nobody could descend since we had no reason to. <laughs> it's just like Burning Man. I know. I know. <laughs> it does sound like Burning I Man. I know a mental river. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Kaya, you can't call, sure call, call back to something you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking terrible. No, it's funny. Some people don't have the attention span to remember to call back to anything. No, it's yeah. funny well, now yeah. that I'm mocking <laughs> you for it. <laughs> I exist to be mocked, uh, so whatever you can mock me for, it just makes it yeah, better. Creative corner, just uh, extemporaneous m miniature creative corner. Any joke that doesn't totally work becomes a great joke if you make fun of the person who made sure. the joke. So yeah, you can save sure. any joke with mockery and 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 uh, yeah. And I revel just, in it. Just pro tip. Because even if it's being mocked, that just means I win. We're just worth, talking about your idea. Yeah, it's worth mocking, which means which means it was funny enough to mock. It's impressive you guys have this many episodes. You know, it really is. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they don't make maybe they don't make them like two and a half hours long, full of banter. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so uh, there's a recovered Ortothan document that states this story Great. involves that occurred during the first Hightoth. It is likely that certain details in the story have been modified since it was first told due to the age of the story and the events that occur it concerns. Readers should not consider information on this to be completely accurate. Any questions regarding this, along with any additional information on the story, should be brought to any church scholar. May the Holy Fourth forever protect us. Mm -hmm. Because it feels like this... It doesn't feel like, I mean, the, 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 the final document, which is like so many of these articles, gets into the weird mythology stuff. These eels seem to be the leftovers of a body of a god who existed from the first high talk, who eventually had to give up his body because of, you know, honestly, it's kind of hard to figure out uh, something something he, something 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 right. relatable. no no lows convulsed and tore itself into many children ejecting them as far as the nameless creator can perceive uh, and it really seems like these eels are the pieces of that god's body hashtag um, god problems <laughs> hashtag god flesh to be that way you know the the flesh of god is is flayed for you to eat imagine being an ultimate god being protecting entire universes from harm and then what's left of your body turns into a bunch of eels that dubstep yeah, you're, explode you're dead well this dead. wasn't one of them this wasn't one of them to be fair mm -hmm. true, but yeah true it would yeah. definitely not the way you imagine your life ending as a god i assume yeah. you're, you're dead skin jacob, in a little jacob well, let's not speak for gods we're marginalizing them by i will always back. speak for gods and disparagingly oh for sure <laughs> jacob back me up in your last Nick would laugh at all of these eel explosions he would like yes for sure just die laughing they're kind of funny uh, in a really horrific way if you imagine actually being there, but they are yeah. pretty out there. That's why Nick would laugh. Our, yeah. our friend Nick loves, especially Things if it was exploded. like a D-class who died to one of these explosions, he would just never stop laughing. <laughs> Something's just funny about things exploding in general. Like, it's just how it is. <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to explode, so I'll be right back. Go for it. Okay. But you just keep you just keep yep. doing what you're yeah. doing, and you'll do it more efficiently because I won't be here to interrupt you. I'll be right back. Don't worry, there's three of us. Shit, there so, is two. I keep thinking you're one gestalt individual. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. We are gestalt and hive mind. What did y'all think of that one? Um, you know, as somebody who is uh, trilaterally symmetric, I really appreciated the reference. <laughs> um, I, I like I, can't even... I like like I've said before. I like 
just when SCPs are like little guys and like just like oh they're the, the eels are just little guys i don't have much else to say about it to be honest i liked it i like <laughs> eels eels are cool i like sea life um and i, I like, like things blowing up two thumbs up i want to give it credit for the creativity because every one of these events is like a different hellscape of weird oh for sure and even oh, yeah. though no, it's... And, and and it actually tells uh, like continuing uh i'm gonna do narrative in quotes because these different entities start popping up in these different events they don't come out and just explain anything but it, it feels like something is happening in a progressive manner through these reality explosions yeah and also just the idea they, of them eating so hume levels like that's such yeah. a that's just such an out there thing in the best way where it's just like all right yeah this <laughs> this this triangular prism is eating reality in front of people and they're just like temporarily getting like potential thaumaturgical powers yeah so reminder for listeners at home that maybe don't know humes are like a measurement of reality um too low and reality starts to freak out too high and it becomes like a reality warping thing it's actually not consistent used from article to article um but basically it's the stuff reality is made out of and and if you start fucking with the amount of humes that's where things get weird yeah the way i think of humes is it's 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 pressure generally you don't if there's too much reality bad but also if there's not enough reality that's also bad Mm -hmm. you you, you you know um, so what is it three nine 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 yeah the red is that the one and um, so uh, no. where the one where red reality is three scranton one one three thousand one that's yeah. right uh so if you've ever read or heard someone describe red reality or scranton is involved in some weird pocket universe he's constantly falling apart because there's almost no humes and reality is like non-existent so he doesn't immediately die because mm-hmm. dying is based on biological you know uh systems that are reliant on the laws of reality and without that he is just slowly falling apart but still sort of conscious for the whole thing how many articles are there that focus on too much reality i feel like i feel like a lot of reality benders are too much reality Mm -hmm. that's true i i yeah so i I, and i don't it's like i said it's not consistent but when reality when the hume levels are too low that's where the laws of reality are starting to fall apart Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when things are getting to the point where the laws of reality are bending in on themselves or something is like in, in, like in, in pushing their will down on the laws of reality, that's more like too high. Um, what's really funny is that like I like I know several authors who are like significantly like not a fan of humans uh, because it like kind of takes away some of the magic in some ways i don't have a strong opinion about it mm-hmm. but before that the concept was invented and it's kind of widespread uh before the concept was invented it was just like oh it's an anomaly it does crazy stuff we don't know how that works mm-hmm. and then after it was invented it was like this way of saying well we sort of know how it works yeah i don't want to make the comparison but- that is in my brain because i feel like it'll be taken as a bad thing when i don't mean it as a bad thing but like you're just gonna talk around. Talk it. around it, yeah. the the idea <laughs> The idea of giving an explanation to something like why things work mm-hmm. the way they do is midichlorians. You're talking it's about midichlorians. midichlorians, yeah. 
It gives me it, it is and it isn't because I think the the thing that works still with Humes mm-hmm. is that they didn't give it like a hard grounded. You know, it's yeah. still very ethereal in some ways. Doctor Clef uh, has more Humes than any other reality bender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like Humes, but not totally stupid, and, and so I can respect it for that. Be, uh, it's like or, like, or like midichlorians. I misspoke. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I think it's a good, I think it's a good comparison. Yeah, uh, and I get what you mean. It's 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 not a it's not bad, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do sort of not in this article, which is why I brought it up. Sorry, I got totally distracted. But like, the reason I brought it up was because this article is one of the few that actually deals with humes and makes it like interesting, because these are these things that eat reality, and that's the only way that they can measure it. Mm-hmm. I'm eating Twizzlers. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm really tired. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be really weird. You're before. good. I respect <laughs> it. Are you gonna be able to last to the end of this recording? I'm gonna make less and less sense as this goes on, and I started out really nonsensical. So I am eating like a lot of Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I chugged a, a, a room temperature water, and that's what's keeping me afloat right now. I always drink my water at room temperature. My pee's coming out as Monster Energy. I'm not having a great room? day. <laughs> Do you actively consume? Oh, you're not even. Water? You're not even. Yeah, I prefer it. I'm not even. I'm not even. I do that with mod. I only drink room temperature pot because I'm a freak. What the I'm fuck? Look, I open my uh, can. So my dad. Used to Wait, is that it. monster? It's not a diet. It's not a Coke. No, no, these are Cokes. I'm not gonna fuck with the branding. Mm. No. I mean, Coke, Monster, We're, and Coke are like the same company. It's still the branding, right? Are they? I, I think so. That. Well, even if they're the same company, it's not the same branding. It's two different That's names. That's true. All right, yeah. Good point. You got me. Point. You owned me. I'm out of my booth. I've been owned. I, dr- I was I was drinking sake, but now I'm done. Oh, that sucks. That's sucky. I like that one. I like that one. Everybody clap. <laughs> Well, now in Discord, we can't do the, the clap uh, soundboard. It's a shame. I would really add to this feeling. What are All right. doing? What, uh, what is this about? So what? now we're going to move on. Yeah. It's the only power I have. Uh, so we're going to move on to SCP 2651. Ooh, that got real, real fast. <laughs> uh, gazing upon a failed future. Oh, oh guess who oh, this is by? Appropriate, eh? <laughs> you're just like this is the only power i have anyway gazing upon a failed future <laughs> <laughs> oh this is a failed present don't worry yeah. oh. <laughs> no i'm just it's it's fine it's, we love it's, you, it's, it's hilarious um this is by oh right. this one this one new one and our guest today yeah. is nat voltaic again <laughs> i love this uh, one yeah you guys should be lucky because the only reason uh we're not having nat on to talk about this is no one really talks to that so yes. i don't know how i would ask that. that's fair about it yeah get sergio uh, sergio can but if somehow nat hears this uh we would have loved to have you on it's just yeah. don't they have a social media somewhere? To to you. <laughs> anyway on the uh, you can so, start a collab with anybody this one is like i feel like the 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 peak of weird science alien stuff with supernatural because this is a metal sphere that's surrounded by ectoplasmic entities of extraterrestrial origin so by the way these are ghosts of aliens they're just silly (laughs) little guys i just love that they're like okay these are aliens but like they're ghosts yo yeah alien ghosts excuse me yeah 
The sphere depicts a landscape of Earth during the late Neo-Protozoic era, which is uh, up to a thousand million years ago, which there's got to be a better word for that, or 541 million years ago. A thousand million is a billion, right? A thousand million yeah. is a billion. Yep. Yeah, so either up to a billion or I'm just describing it the way the article did and I realized that was bad. Anyway, so uh, showing these wondrous <laughs> types of aliens living on Earth and this is just straight up mountains of madness stuff. This is ancient aliens colonizing the Earth. Um, there are ten of the smaller type B ghosts that float around the sphere. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to read the description because the description is so weird. Uh, they're each one millimeter, I'm sorry, one meter tall, upright conical body, with the main body and each limb segmented in a manner similar to arthropods. The body is divided into three sections and connected to the base of the body are four legs ending in circular feet. Um, on the body's midsection are six tendrils, each three millimeters, three meters long and ending in a claw. Four conical protrusions are on the top of the body, likely a form of sensory organ, and a set of mandibles as top of the comb. Mm. Um, and there's this great uh, recreation of a pictogram from deep into history of one of these creatures. Yeah, every time the image. every time I saw that image while I was reading this, my brain would autofill what I was looking at and be like, traffic cone. Yeah. Traffic cone. <laughs> I'd be like, no. I know that's not a traffic cone, but then I'd like glance away, like check Discord and look back and my brain would be like, oh, look, a traffic cone. Just over and over again. <laughs> and I have a child's uh, mind. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but this as is long, really as as like- you have like in a jar. Um, I forget which of the- If I did, um, it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you forget witches. Which, which, which did you forget? Uh, there's one of the HP Lovecraft alien races that are not didn't don't look like this but are also like uh shapes that are connected by tendrils or whatever like like they look they don't look like a body they've got like a conical or circular shape spheroid oh. shape i can't remember which one it is but it, this one definitely gives me that vibe uh that vibe of like weird totally inhuman alien races um but having been here for you know millions and millions of years but luckily, one of them, which floats above the sphere, uh, has a head, which is uh, another large spherical object, mm-hmm. uh, and it Just changes like its mine. shape. I know, also me. Um, it changes its shape, denting to form symbols of a form or a dialect of the Ortothan extraterrestrial language, and creating patterns of holes that can vocalize. So luckily, it can talk. Uh, and this was all. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, keep going. <laughs> this was also found on the moon um, when, just like uh, the lunar, the true lunar truva vacuum, um, they were trying to build a, or dig a tunnel between two of the lunar areas, which are these containment areas they have on the moon for the foundation. And they just found this on accident, just like they just found it on accident, the other one. So th- these Ortothans have been burying shit on the moon forever. Um, and seven times a year, they will do this thing, which is what the foundation calls a skia event, which is uh, reenacting a ritual. And that's the last, uh, the last log. And that's where yet again we get some really fucking cool, weird, like lore shit. Mm-hmm. 
Is it um? Oh, cool. Is it heretical to think that Rackmo Lucin is actually just like a three foot tall little cone dude who's just battling yeah. demons? A little, well, a little traffic cone. Doing his thing. <laughs> I like that. Ultra that's mega cosmic nebula Satan tries to invade Earth and a little cone dude. Well, because because like 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 think about it, right? So like the like the origami was like yeah, he's this big dude in like armor, but the origami's really tiny. So maybe he's only yeah. like four eleven, and like, yeah, exactly. on the ground it's like, "Oh, he's huge." You know those traffic cones that are uncomfortably tall. It's just one of those. Did you guys ever hear the story of the amazing cave swallow man and dwarf fortress? Uh, uh, I'm not like familiar I with have. the story, but I think I've heard of it. There was this guy playing a game of Dwarf Fortress, and the long story short, he kept getting weird messages from the game about some weird guy who is also a giant swallow anthropomorphic thing who kept changing like the name the of his weapons for no reason. Yeah, like the bird, a giant bird man. Mm. And uh, he went down into this cave to figure out what the fuck this guy was doing, and it turns out this, this cave swallow man, who was just a a bird man with a stick was fighting a giant gelatinous forgotten beast in like an endless battle and hitting him with like a, <laughs> hitting him with a spear uh. that was made out of like mushroom and he was winning and it was amazing <laughs> that's that's what that's what I, your your description of uh, that game of, uh, fucking Lindman love the forgotten like. beast from dwarf fortress oh my I, god i wholeheartedly believe I, that dwarf fortress is the closest thing we will ever get to sentience in technology like fuck chat gpt whatever bullshit door fortress yeah, is the closest we will ever get to something a piece of code having its own sentience because i cannot even it's begin to comprehend enough. how things oh yeah happen in my, door my, fortress my, i don't play it because it looks too involved yeah. it's hard to play uh, i mean the new version of it looks much better mm -hmm. obviously yeah but um, I really want to because a buddy of mine will constantly send me screenshots and it just looks <laughs> like fucking tables or like bad Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. I mean, they're not, but they're all asking. And, and he'll be like, it'll be like, oh, and then this happened. And then it sends me a screenshot. And I'll be like, how does that screenshot translate to vampires invaded your town? <laughs> he sends you a screenshot and it looks what? like the toilet paper you used to wipe your ass earlier that day. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, it has a story that's more complex well, than anything you've read in days. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And he's like talking about like how these vampires invaded the town and then they fought them off, and one of the kids got transformed into a vampire. Now the dwarf kid is like, you know, was not rejected by his dwarves, but he's also a vampire. Yeah. And it's just, what? The it just fuck generates is that the game? Fucking it's, stories it's, like the the other. Famous one is of a, an elf who got adopted by dwarves and then became the emperor of a dwarf empire. <laughs> there was, there's a, I like the one where it's, there's like a raging dwarf that uh, like murders anybody who comes near him. So the guy just locked him into a room with a bunch of breeding cats and the guy became the like, like the, the master <laughs> of the cats and just like became calm <laughs> for the first time ever, just like being surrounded by constantly because reproducing cats. Are awesome. cats. Dwarves and then, love cats. And then one of his cats Everybody died, like and cats. then he went into a rage again. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful it. thing. May, may I, I, mean, I think a... the thing that sums up, I think the thing that sums up how wacky Dwarf Fortress is is that one of the patch notes was, "I think I made carp too hardcore." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was how that was how one of my friends sold me on the game was describing that it's... patch note. Anyway, it's 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 a really great story generator. Oh yeah, as a game. it's it's art. Oh, it's an incredible story generator. 
Okay, I feel like we're not doing justice to these articles. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're derailing. Sorry, I don't know. Comparing not, something no, to Dwarf Fortress, I feel like is the highest honor for anything. <laughs> um, okay. uh, all right. what, what were we high talking about? <laughs> we were talking about uh, two six five one, but I feel like using upon a failed podcast. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't think. I, I think people should just go and read this it's one because it's a read that one. Yeah. One. Yes. Because it's pretty yeah. simple to understand. It's not challenging. But then you get down to this recreation of this uh, this ritual and it, it really kind of puts things in perspective in a lot of ways. It's still, you know, under a pastiche of weird mythology, mm -hmm. but uh, it feels like you're actually getting to learn shit for once. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like it's it's not straightforward exactly. But uh, it, it feels like it's actually telling the story of, of how these creatures colonized Earth and, and why they're connected to Rackmu. You as a... Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what are we doing on time? All right. Okay, well, let's move forward. Uh, so, questions and answers on our shared faith is by Stormbreath. And... It's by Nat Voltaire? No, it's by Stormbreath. Stormbreath. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, um, friends, this one. Uh, so this is we're going to go over this pretty quickly because there's really no point in, 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 in this is truly it. a, tale. a please just go read it one because yeah, it's really great. A, it's a tale. Mm -hmm. It's a tale, but it's a GOI document. Oh, yeah, and there's only, I think, GOI. two GOI documents possibly uh, that are <laughs> um, there could be more, but I saw two on the hub. Um, and this is Basically, you know, we use the jokingly said Bible tracks, but this is basically what yeah. that is. This yeah. is like what you would imagine was in a um, a pamphlet of some sort um, to sell somebody on the Ortothe religion. And there are three sections, and it's essentially three stories. The first one is some long forgotten Socratic dialogue. Mm, that's fine. Uh, Translator's note presumed the speaker is not preserved, but there are only two interlocutors in the remaining fragment, and Astron responds to this line. Uh, it is like presumed that it's Socrates. That's like a wonderful presumption. But the point is, is if you are somewhat a fan of the Socrates dialogues, the Socratic dialogues, uh, this does fit. Only it's Socrates learning and discussing uh, about the Ortothans, yeah. uh, which is pretty great. And it, even though it's painted in this, you know, ancient Greek, it's it's Socratic dialogue, but it, it is just questions and answers. So it actually does a great job of kind of like selling you on the weird mythology. Mm -hmm. um, and then with all of these pieces, there's sort of a, an intro and an, and an outro from the person who was putting together the thing. And so it helps to the author helps to like translate what why these little parables are being told the second one is a Davite tell or it's translated from Davite around the time of the Sarkic Empire's conquest wars where the old Orthothan Empire was fighting against the expansion of the Sarkics before the Sarkics got their asses kicked by the Mechanites mm -hmm. um, and then the last is a letter from the author's mentor when they first joined the church and so um the, I think the best thing about this is it doesn't come off as creepy because this could easily come off as creepy cult stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> and instead it just feels like a sincere here's why this matters to us nice warm welcoming cult stuff <laughs> yeah the uh they're I'll, not they're not trying to sell you a book <laughs> i think the reason the high top stuff doesn't feel creepy is because what they're selling me is 
Hi, um, we're all going to die. This isn't like an afterlife <laughs> thing. This is, there's something actively trying to kill us. Yeah. We're just like the support in a MOBA giving gold and experience <laughs> to our god. Can you help us with that, please? Or we die? I, yeah, yeah there, there is something to that. that They're it's very utilitarian. Like, it's not, yeah, that it's just like, listen, this guy's like, he's legitimately out there uh, and he's fighting fucking demons. And if he doesn't, keep it up we're gonna die so uh can you help give me some it's of your like blood. asking people to help you make sandwiches for the doom guy it's just but with blood but with, yeah but with blood. making a blood which the, like doom the doom guy, guy like the doom guy would probably yeah, yeah. he would yeah. Probably rip the doom guy doesn't need blood <laughs> he, he has enough he is blood okay first there, of yeah, all so. he can never have enough blood i <laughs> this and um uh, it's i'm forgetting the one i'm thinking of but like I highly recommend questions and answers and one of these other ones that deal with the earthly Orktothan kingdom. If you really like a high fantasy oh, spin on like, yes, not mid like ancient times. I, I, I thought this was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of you laughing in the background at, 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 and I'm assuming it's at, I highly recommend this other thing. I can't remember. Yes. <laughs> but I, I assume you're talking about, uh, the one about the ancient warrior. Yes, I believe that's forty seventeen. Yeah, so that's the next yes. one. Yeah, that's the yeah. next one. Yep. The wrestler, which we should go ahead this and is, get into. Yeah, uh, and this one is absolutely my favorite. This is the one Sergio um, wants to be. Uh, it's fucking incredible. I wish I had written this. It's what's so good. It, what's it called? Uh, it's called an epilogue. Too late to matter. What's it numbered? Four zero seventeen. Wow. Um, this one's way too long to get into, so we're just going to summarize. Um, too long to discuss. Yeah, uh, it's a humanoid spectral being with thaumaturgical capabilities, viewed as a cultural hero by members of the Church of the Second High Talk. My favorite part about it is, it seems like he's always been a ghost, because <laughs> almost all the legends are about like you think, oh, it's the ghost of some ancient hero. No, um. Pretty much all the stories, he he's still a, like a, a Look. spectral thing. <laughs> Look, if, I mean, if, they say if we're anything to go by. Some people peak late. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they they do say he like died at some point, also yes. being a yes. cool badass soldier. But yeah, he's been dead no, so totally. long. He's been dead so been long. Dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, all for like twelve thousand years, and like he's continued to show up. He uh, is he is, is a proverbially Rackmo Lucen's strongest soldier. Right. He's the eternal champion. I, I also wanted to yes. point out that I got big Warhammer vibes from the Watcher report on the Davite siege. Of every time they mention the Davite, this guy's like death to the brutes. I just imagined like, 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 pretty <laughs> K yeah. dialogue of like, <laughs> you say, like chaos. You just go, suffer not the heretic to live. Oh my God! You just for he of Terra. You just totally, yes. the Empire. totally reminded me. I was gonna bring up. The idea of the second church and like people from the people from the old world coming to a new world and becoming their gods also gave me Age of Sigmar vibes because you know how the gods work in Age of Sigmar. They're like, the what's that? Yeah, true. Never mind. I, I, I retract <laughs> the statement. Go, I, I played Total War Warhammer like a good boy. It's a thing. Let me, let me thing ask you something. Does it's Age of Sigmar have space marines? No. Then it sucks. Uh, it actually it sort does, of yeah, does. Yeah. Kinda oh does. god. I can't. The Stormcast Eternals are just Space Marines, but um, yep, they somehow do they go to space? Even more cringe. 
how Man. dare you call the Space Marines cringe? Oh, hey, I was thinking the other day about how sad I am that they killed all of Warhammer just to do that. I hate those Mary Sue berries. Wait, you killed all of Warhammer to do what? Fantasy. Age of Sigmar is the new version of Warhammer that, like, squashed and killed off the original setting so that they can oh, be well, better. It's okay because they're bringing back the original setting. Um, because people, oh, they win. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. Is it also is it also a tactical? Yeah, game? Yeah, no, they're bringing it, it back. An RPG? They're bringing it's it's also a tactical game. It they're is. bringing it's the same, it. Same kind they're of bringing okay. back okay. the original okay. Fantasy Warhammer. Um, because so many people oh, are man. like, please bring it back. They announced it so long ago that it was like pre-COVID when they announced it, but it's coming out oh, within geez. the next year or so. But oh, sense. please, what are they quick to do things? They've been <laughs> telling us the story of the Horus Heresy um, for forty years, sixteen years. They're quick to bring and new primary. The Siege of Terra. The Siege of Terra was supposed to end in an eighth book. That eighth book became a two books, and now it's going to be yeah, three okay, books. Those yeah. motherfuckers. But yeah, it's coming out within the next year. Um. Yeah, it's basically just the the rules of the last edition of Warhammer Fantasy before it shut down, just hmm. but with new new models, I think, and also new factions that expand more on the lore from the old world. Cool, because Gregory, I guess, doesn't even doesn't know shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, uh, nope. from what I remember, Warhammer Fantasy was made. After 40k, no, 40k, no, came first. 40k is after. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. fantasy started as um, as miniatures for D and D, and then grew into its own setting, so they could yeah. sell a mm -hmm. game and. I the always thought it was the. I always thought that was the way it went, and then I read no. somewhere that it wasn't, and now yeah. I apparently I know. Yeah, 40k was after, but it wasn't long after. No, it wasn't. 40k was also more popular, and that's why like people think of it first. <laughs> I wonder what. Yeah, I can't imagine. Why? Why people like this? For the emperor. <laughs> I mean, Warhammer Fantasy is also for the emperor. It's just like there's not cool tanks and. Not Wait, is it the same emperor? Team. No, no, it's a different emperor. Oh, oh, I don't care. That I don't care. It did come out first. I wonder who who fucked up my memory. It, it was, was me. It was me in the uh, past. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, well, I, I, I want to say doing? in regards to 4017 of it reminds me of 1548 a bit but this like brings together so much like lore from the site you got yes um yeah you got the deva you got the gia dynasty which i believe is a real thing yes not not well uh it's not it's what do you mean what, it's it's a thing Sunny so, Clockwork so, so, writes a lot about it well because there, there's these two like early chinese dynasties that are like yeah. fantastic or like legendary like we're not sure they exist yeah. but china's like no they didn't yeah exist. they existed <laughs> i mean they existed in the sense that there were people that left behind certain artifacts i've actually studied some chinese archaeology okay. um but but they they weren't what the chinese later on made them out yeah. to be uh -huh. were those dynasties where the legend they of the kirin came from uh no but later on, but the Kieran like is tied to it. Yeah, I just I just know as soon, as soon as this conversation started, I just knew this would be one of the Wikipedia pages with an angry talk talk page. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Gia <laughs> Dynasty I'm was sure. yeah. purportedly the first dynasty. Mm. Right, but it's not. Anyway, yes. uh, um, <laughs> it was a tiny, tiny. Uh, it was a tiny cultural group that left behind no writings. Basically, there's a couple of turtle shells that are uh, it, like etched upon with prayers, but 
yeah, yeah, but they, it's, it was not a dynasty in, in the way that the Qing oh, man. Uh, obviously, the earliest in the, the context of this the article, clan's name was Gun. they were like okay, great fantastical. Right. But Obscura Core, Gia Dynasty, tons of stuff, Deva, and then you have the through line of 4017. Rock Luluson's strongest soldier. He fights for fucking mm-hmm. 13,000 years until he finally right. just gets to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like how the foundation eventually oh, gets a hold of them because they are transporting artifacts from the Otothan Earthen Coalition or whatever, the original kingdom that was around when he was around. Uh, because there are all these collapsibles. We're barely going to cover them. There's one from like 1600 BC. There's one from a mechanite <laughs> ruin from 1200 BC. What's up? Matt loves collapsibles. <laughs> Like every article by Nat Voltaire. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Is, is, well, that is, was in the style back then, though, look, too. Yes, it was. Most of the 2017, 2018 authors mm-hmm. are big on collapsibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's so long. But it's really style. great. And it's, 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 it really does feel like this. Um, it's not even high fantasy. This feels incredibly pulp. This feels like uh, Fard and the Grey Mauser, um, but in the SCP universe. Um, but eventually, <coughs> the Foundation is um, transporting earthly or Tothan Kingdom artifacts when their transport trucks are assaulted by the entity, uh, and they're able to severely injure it because luckily they have a, and I shit you not, thaumaturgic explosive. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a magic grenade, motherfuckers. Fuck yeah. Uh, ho- it's a holy hand grenade. Um but uh, yeah, um, and then they can—they were able to contain it, uh, and then it like gives like just the saddest shit, where it's like, yeah, I'm Antonis the One Holy, I won't be returning. It's bits. I'm just, I'm 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 not reading it literally, but he's. I'm just so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've served the gods well, not needed anymore. There are others oh, who can, and it starts coughing. It's like it's just, it is. It's like there's this crazy. I mean, the, I think that's the best part is that there's this huge epic fantasy character who's been around for thousands and thousands of years, but at the end of it, he's just he's just fucking. That's a lot of fighting. I love that trope of just like soldier, like number one soldier for for you know being a legendary hero, and then on the side they're mm-hmm. like relaxing at home. They're like, I'm so fucking tired. I just want to like, come <laughs> on, man. Like Olania's person, right? right. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, that one is. I mean, we're giving you Cliff's notes because it's really long, but it's really worth reading. I enjoyed this one a lot, and yeah, it does feel like a very uh, series three. Uh, well, I guess it's the BA series four, but like it, it feels like the same time or roughly, you know, 2018, 20, you know, yeah, that's, that's, when that's when the, when a lot of the partially joke about it really. Mm-hmm. That it yeah, feels yeah. like, like you said, uh, earlier, I think you said it, it feels like 1548, where like it's just connecting so much. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in the author post, Nat says something like it was started around the time of 3Con, so it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Nice. Anyway, uh, the next one is 3417, which was referenced in 1548. Which and is this the one last. Was the preachers. This is the last actual. Yeah, this is the last. Yeah. 
Um, and we might skip the last one. I'm not sure. Uh, we're already at two hours. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll briefly summarize the last one. Anyway, uh, this one is 3417. It's the Preachers of Globular Cluster Terzin 2, which is the third group that was mentioned on the hub and we mentioned earlier. This is also uh, an <laughs> at Astra per Aspera canon article because this is deep in space. It's 28,000 light years from Earth. <clears throat> and it's sending this organic extraterrestrial entity, which is 40 kilometers long and traveling at 205 kilometers per second. So it is, it is going fast. Um, and uh, it goes into like long descriptions of its physical makeup, which is awesome, weird alien shit. Uh, but more importantly, it's sending out these transmissions, but the transmissions are not in radio waves. Oh, no, that's too simple for Neville. Day. <laughs> this is these are X-rays, only they're realizing that the X-rays are being modulated the way that we would modulate uh, radio waves. So they design an AIC and a drone to talk to it using X-rays back and forth. Which I don't even know how that would work, but I imagine it could work. Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything with frequency. Um, and it's, you know, it says a lot of different stuff, uh, but the one that really sticks out and really tells you, oh, well, this is what we're talking about, is this Raphael Ulison has killed unknown symbol 104 of Vorotit invaders. The universe continues to be preserved. Bleed into the holy body of Raphael Ulison. Bleed for the universe. Well, that's 40k shit. <laughs> that's so fucking 40k. Bleed <laughs> for the universe. That could be uh, like in the Greek chords. Tagline right there. Mm -hmm. Yes, blood for the blood god, skulls blood for the skull. For the blood throw. god, skulls for the skull throw. Uh, fuck, I hate that. That's the only fucking chaos I haven't turned around on. Anyway, um, you don't like using horns? this transmission apparatus. The foundation decides to use X-ray bursts to communicate with it, and and they interview it because, of course, the foundation found a way. Because we need to have in every SCP an interview. Um, <laughs> this interview, my favorite part about it is it's a drone. That is, you know, an artificial intelligence that is talking back and forth. And the best part is, by the end, this alien spaceship thing has converted the drone to be <laughs> like them, not like physically. He, the, the, the spaceship has converted them like, like, con philosophizing because of the Church of the Second Hightoth. And now the drone just goes fuck off foundation and goes off to be another one of these things that are looking for, right. you know, empty planets for this or this uh, 12 star civilization, which is all or mm -hmm. um, This my, is a, It's well, just the, it's, it's my favorite part. I, that's the, that's where I would have ended the article myself. It's just so funny that the fucking AIC is like, oh, you're right. Your religion sounds great. I'm signing up. <laughs> the, I'm telling you, it's like what we said. The Church of the Second Hightoth is just really, really good at proselytizing. Not because they're charismatic. It's because what they have to say is just, hey, uh, we're going to yeah. die. Help us? Question mark? Like, if you could if you could be convincing about the fact that, like, yo, listen, actually, the god that we worship is not interested in afterlives or your soul. He just needs your blood because he's trying to save our lives. I mean, he is so also kind more, of interested in the afterlife, more more so to like you know yeah. help you be a badass yeah. with him. But you know, yeah, I, I kind of got the feeling that maybe the twelve stars were like Vertooth that managed to like colonize our universe, and that's why they're being so hostile to the. Um, Wait, why? Because the twelve stars are hostile to the Ortothans. It says that. 
thought the 12 stars The nature of the 12 stars and their reasons for the apparent hostilities with our Tothan civilizations in Terzin 2 are presently unknown. Hmm, maybe I misread something then. This one's a this one's a long boy, so I could have just. I definitely it. misread everything because I've, I've <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm out. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah. E e open star cluster is for Tothans. The twelve stars will not undo this. Yeah, yeah, I totally misread it. Uh, so yeah, so that's a, a rival organization that mm. is trying yeah. to stop the uh, what is it? The the Terzin two globular cluster yeah it says on the the hub that the coalition formed as a response to the 12 stars which are an expansion of civilization that have been causing past wars in the, the region but then uh they're also expansionists right because the whole point of this drone is to find other uh planets where otothans can colonize which is interesting mm -hmm. i mean they might also be losing their homes which is why they're trying to get out yeah, yeah. You, I mean, no. this could be a like a predictor before 1548. You know what my favorite thing about it, Astra Paraspera is? What? What? How it's got the header, and the header says Ad Astra Paraspera, and then it says Ad Astra Paraspera in English, which defeats the purpose <laughs> of having it in Latin in the first place. I really like that. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like to be fair, most people will not look it up. <laughs> yeah. Just, just put the same thing twice. It's, why did you put it in Latin first? Because <laughs> it sounds better in Latin. That's why, because everything sounds, sounds really better. Good, yeah. mm -hmm. Latin sounds cool, which is why we still use it, even though there's no native speakers left on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that one's uh, just like got that really good art. That same, that same vibe of like deep space, fucking hard sci-fi, but also there's a living spaceship that's that's preaching to robots out there. It's so fucking out there. I, every single one of these articles is like some of the most original shit. Oh yeah. They are, they're all wacky as hell. It's great. Yeah. And then so this last one is Species of Interest 4 by Uranium zero, Empire. Zero, four. zero, zero, four. Um, which is another Orthothan-related alien species. Uh, they're distinguished by human from humans because they are frequently, though not always, exhibit exaggerated or malformed humanoid physiques. Their skin possesses a consistency similar to clay. Just like <laughs> yummy. Uh, they lack genitalia, re no. reproducing asexually through fission. No. Uh, <laughs> you're like, well, I'm going to drop this joke. Never mind. I'm not relating anymore. Fluent in one of the four Afro-Asiatic proto-languages. Foundation plans on containing these anomalies, but they pose little threat. Uh, they are a genetically modified offshoot of, and then that's the end of the official file because it goes into like deep lore tale stuff, mm -hmm. um, which I'm not going to summarize because I think people should just read it. And it's kind of hard to summarize, to be honest. There's a lot of stuff that happens. You know, shit gets um, real when it's all in italics. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is at the very end, there's a there's a blurb that says recommendations observe and contain with the exception of certain anomalies and certain links to 076 instances uh, of 004 are largely passive. Look at that. He's got an origin story. Um, I also like this because it feels kind of like these are Asian, or not Asian, alien golems, <laughs> like from Jewish faith, uh, which they're clay that is like non-sexual and they're horribly violent protector things. The, uh, the name, golems. the Nephilimit, I, I think the yep. inspiration for these Such may have been... Right. Um, 
the Nephilim from the Bible is what I think this is. Yeah, this is uh, what yeah. it all is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought this was fantastic. Um, oh no, their their name isn't the Nephilim. Well, they came the from Nephilim the Nephilim, it. but they, there's other like yeah. they're the Nephil something something. I don't know. That's what I got from it though. Somebody is talking in the background. Yes. Okay. Good old, good old Matt's mom. Shout out. Oh, are you doing this in the same room as your mom? If you don't want to hear them talking, I can't reply. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, she's uh, in the general vicinity. Uh, <laughs> that was so good. All right, uh, so we've got we've we've got some emails to read through oh, here. Sure. Um, we've got two two from real surreal sir i love real surreal sir because the last one came in late for the last episode so but i wanted to get it because i thought it was good um so i'll read this first one but you can read the 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 first real surreal sir and you can read the second real surreal i can read the second real surreal sir okay (laughs) uh hey and this was meant for the episode where captain kirby was on and we were talking about uh changing and adapting of old ideas you're so tired on it Hey, y'all. Can't wait to hear about the evolutions and realigning of classic characters, subjects, lore, etc. as an aspect of SCP, which is so well-suited for. Oh, when are we doing that? We just did. Uh, Looking at two, three weeks ago. Uh, Looking at it the other direction, though, so to speak, is there any article that has, do to speak, that has (laughs) some famous modern recontextualizing or reimagining that's so regarded that it may have eclipsed the original version, even to the point that the old school version deserves more attention or love too nowadays. Um, the only one I can kind of think of is sort of 6140 because a lot of people Mm. I feel like just immediately can in that one and don't really know that much about the original 140. And I think that's a shame, but I don't think it's higher rated. Um, uh, there's two that come to mind. One of them is, uh, I think it's seven five seven nine O is for Orkeslos by Placeholder that reimagines the original. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've never read the original. I've only read O, and I really like that one. And then oh, which is so- the original? Which one did it reimagine? The old AI O seventy nine. Oh, oh, right, right. The uh, the AI that exists in an Exid Exidy uh, uh, mm-hmm. sorcerer. Oh, yeah, that was really good. That was incredible. It, it, it was it was placeholders anthology article, and I think it's yeah, is that the best articles. I don't know why I wrote for the fucking anthology, and I completely forgot the naming convention just now. So I went. <laughs> Which article are we talking about? But no, I read that one. That was a fun, uh, a fun anthology. That was incredible. I I'm really proud of the one I made. Uh, and I love the one you made, Perry. <laughs> the fucking eighteen thousand word horror movie <laughs> about about sneezing. About sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, it's like it's like the thing, but with a lot of kazoo types. <laughs> you did yours about the uh, the uh, the Pinocchio one. Yeah, I, I adapted Pinocchio, uh, but if it the was horror, horror. Pinocchio horror, yeah, it, was good. it was great. The other one I was going to bring anyway, up was uh, Six Eight Twenty. I would. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think Six Eight Twenty has overcome well, well, yeah, Six Eight Two. Six Eight Two is the most memed goddamn thing yeah, ever. I'm saying it's like it, at the same yeah. Time, so. it, it, it like well, I didn't reimagine the concept. It adds on to it. It kind of explains yeah, why like right. that article is so yeah. 
violent towards 682 because like you read it and you're like why is the foundation acting like this but 6820 <laughs> kind of explains why they're so like wanting to destroy it for some mm -hmm. reason sergio stole my answer so i'm gonna cross my arms and pout now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard. I mean, a, a lot of the ones that reinterpret something are by definition not more popular than the other ones. Or they're reinterpreting something that wasn't that good in the first place. So, you know, we don't even think about the original. I mean, a lot of the I ones think... we were talking about um, last episode, you know, fit this, honestly. I think I deserve most of the credit for 6820, actually, because he was going to pick 6682. And I was like, why don't you pick six, eight, twenty? And he was like, you know, I really, I think, you know, it's a series six, and then six, and I'm like, it's series seven. And I'm like, pick six, eight, twenty, you knob, and I eventually convinced him. So I think I deserve like all the credit. Uh, it it yeah. is a good number. It yeah. is a good number. Yep. Make it's the whole game. Really. Yeah. It's, the whole it's all game. about the number. Nothing else. Admonition. Good stuff. Episode um, five someday apparently. <laughs> all right. Who who wants to? Yeah. Uh, who wants to, and then eventually we'll do an episode or, uh, for Admission yeah. if the series ever gets finished. Right. <laughs> um, oh, and more importantly, if they want to come back on, uh, obviously. I'm sure um, they wouldn't mind. Place, and Liren. I know Laren should come on, but if she doesn't want to, that's totally understandable. Uh, okay. Uh, Fern wrote in, so who wants to write, read this article? I mean, I, I don't because I'm saving up for real surreal. So uh, yeah, I, 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 can, I can. Jake, Jake, or yeah, I volunteer Sergio because I'm oh. evil. Sergio, do it. So, uh, from Fern, Adrian. personally, because of my background, I freaking love the different religions of the SCP multiverse. The Church of the Second High Toth is very underrated. I agree. And actually, one of the few groups of interest I know nothing about, so I'm excited to hear more. Re religious GOI after this is just Aurea and Horizon Initiative, right? You're right. It's just the Horizon Initiative. Uh, uh, actually, correction. I don't think we're doing either. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to do the Horizon Initiative. I don't like either of them for very legitimate reasons. It's not because I think they're bad. I think they are both just cultural appropriation. Yeah, well, they totally are. Both of them are big time. Um, <clears throat> and I don't like them. Personally, because of my background, I know it's because he's uh, what, what's what's the specific word? What is for pastor? Specific word, pastor, uh, but but it sounds more like it's because you know personally because my background being from another universe. Yeah. I really love. It. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's true. It does read like that. Uh, we also we still need to do Sarkic because that episode never existed. That's uh, true. We never did um, a Sarkic episode. You get right. meta, you get a physician to do it. Yeah, I've been talking to Meta about it. We'll get that done hopefully in the next couple months. Okay. Once meta, meta, once you're able to sufficiently convince Meta that everybody thinks he's awesome and his works are amazing, just takes a little he, bit of work. He, he knows that. It's just he, has he knows it deep down, he's... but he just he, yeah. he, he needs to be reminded. He needs to make sure. He My favorite thing about so. Meta is Meta is so humble; it's almost <laughs> upsetting. You're just like, come on, you know what you've done, right? Come on, right. come on, come on, buddy. Come on. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, who would like to read the one from Montague? We stand a hanged king. All right. Montague is next. Who wants to do it? Jake or Matt? Matt. Let's go. Fight I'm, to I'm, the death. I didn't get my death fight. <laughs> That's not Kill. Murder. Yeah, read, read the email, Matt. Montague. Sorry, I um, I was chatting with mom. So which uh, which email uh, am I reading? Uh, Montague. The one from could Montague. Your mom, could your mom read it? Uh, no, she is uh, going up the bed, actually. Wow. Yeah, how dare what she? What a mom thing to do. 
Let's see. Sergio, where is the email for this? Uh, go to our collab discussion channel and then click on the <laughs> Google Doc and then scroll to the bottom. Okay, gotcha. Montague. Sorry about that. Starts with hey there. Mont no, Montague. 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 Whoa, hey there. What uh, what voice would Montague just want? Just read it normally, voices. please, God. Okay. Just, just read it. Just, just read, read it. it. It's almost thirty, man. I want to go to bed. Read the article. Well, I've never been particularly now. into this space-based group of interest. I'm very much here for the core concept, that being alien religion. Mixing the concept of faith with literally alien mindsets is prime ground for surreal storytelling, I believe. Now for cults. Recommendations. Cults. Cults. SCP-4547 Exterminans by Stormbreath is easily one of my favorite articles in the already great Ad Astra Paraspera canon and SCP-4066 The Byzantine Empire Was Secretly Aliens by Chewbacca <laughs> is an article that needs no description besides its title. I don't have any questions relating to the GOI, so here's a broader one. What's your favorite space-based SCP? You know, I... 179, again, mm. Dr. Reach. <laughs> I, I, I read mm. 4547, like, 4547 is in my SCP panel that I run at conventions, but <coughs> I don't remember it being a High Toth article, unless I missed something. It's only kind of loosely connected, that's why I didn't okay. pick it. It's it is article. a very good article. Um, 4066 is more deeply connected. But it was also just like super long, and I feel like I had already picked a bunch of long ones, so that's why I didn't pick it. But yeah. uh, they're both great articles, so I highly recommend people post it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is your favorite space-based SCP? Guys? Mine is fifty-one sixty-seven. Am I right, guys? Mm. Space mm. D. Who's that by? I don't know anything about numbers. That's the it's the Among Us SCP. Oh, it's a, that's a good one. Yeah. People are getting upset at it are stupid. Yeah, it is uh, good. No, I like. Kind of yeah, that's true. the second we one's better. Should, we should but... we should vent it, guys. Am I right, guys? Is that the term? I don't... Yeah. Do I sound old? I don't know. We should maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't sound old. Fuck no. off. <laughs> um, I think mine. I don't know. I really liked the one. Was this a? Maybe this was just a tale. But I really liked that one that they did. Uh, that. GW did with a couple other people where they were using the cake to fuel spaceship. The and go out initiative. And do... Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. That I think that was Great. a tale series, yeah, a not an SAP, right? But 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 fucking I I mean I love everything really? GW does, but I fucking love that article so I, much. All of those articles are great. I want him to come back and finish that shit. Did we read the, the Damocles so. initiative? Yes, we did. Sergio? Yep, that did. sounds very familiar. It's, it's in our okay. Department Con episode. So it's insane. We we just read the description <laughs> of the Joy Use, which is the spaceship they use, which I think is an SCP. I want I want yeah, to say the spaceship itself it is. is the SCP article, and then there's tales. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the, right. the the black hole cake, like <laughs> just amazing. Yeah. It's such a creative and interesting way to take like such a like. I chat not with dumb, GW but a lot. like a basic idea of like, oh, it's a cake that's unlimited cake, and just like like we yeah. make it, we make we I use know. the infinite mass to go into space. Yep. Uh, 
I talked to GW a lot uh, since he was first on our podcast, but then also just because he's going to law school and we have a lot of things in common. Mm. Uh, and I remember him sending me the Cliff's notes of that as he was writing it. It was just like, this is the fucking <laughs> craziest oh, shit. Yeah. I've, what? This is amazing. I'm out here doing Satan, the satanic panic for real in Department Con, and he he's doing a cake-based spaceship. It's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grigori, do you remember that insane russian cosmonaut archive lost soviet thing that was floating around in space slowly going crazy because of the time dilation oh yeah that one? um Dr. i don't Richard. remember the number i can't but... remember the number that's also a really good space that is a terrific one yeah and also i like 3809 <laughs> what one is that that's the that's maggie the space station no she's a she's a satellite but whatever the winner of, the winner of uh <laughs> of cupid goes no the winner I'm of not Cupid rewriting Con. history. I was cheated. The winner of Cupid Con. Um, Great article. Yeah, Lovely. 809 is one of my favorite articles ever. And easily Beautiful. the first step towards yeah. comedy. I that was heard. my introduction to it your work, too. actually. Um, oh, <laughs> I, I, I was eating more SCPs for that SCP panel. So I was like, you should read 3809. And I was like, this is great. What's going on? The presentation. Lovely. Um, um, it's so funny because people now think that's just the stuff that i write You're like the they know guy. they know they know that i do vanguard stuff and they know that i do the weird comedy social commentary stuff and it's You're like chameleon but but i also have this like gothic like store like fucking spy <laughs> fiction 1990s horror story come on guys everybody read that oh, oh. <laughs> it's okay once it's over you could just start you could do like a vktm article where they're madly plugging the hecatonkier series <laughs> oh god Actually, that'd be fun. that'd be really good. Let's, let's work did, on that. A uh, little on the nose, but all right. Last last uh, email. Additional email for the show. Real yeah, sir, real sir, real sir. Very interested in this episode's topic, as I love aliens and broader uh, spacey sci-fi. Yet, for whatever reason, Second High Toth is something I just haven't read too much into as of yet. So my question this week, with all the potential reality and or universe-ending scenarios so common to SCPs, the next question to me seems to be... Holy preface, Batman. If it's possible for humans to break it all down, break it all down, uh, wouldn't other sapient species be just as much a danger? And even if one in a trillion habitable planets give rise to civilizations, it would seem near inconceivable that the universe is still around by time of humanity ellipsis. So how does the seeming ease of causing anomalous apocalypses that can affect entire universe parentheses or even multiverse by us square with all the alien cultures in the high top inclusive mythos question mark? Are they particularly conceptually compatible even, do y'all think? And or is there some factor I'm just not aware of even asking that? This is like a no. fucking dissertation. Oh, okay, yeah, so, that's no. loaded. Insert broad no canon disclaimer here. Sorry, like, I, I feel like I'm going to have to ask the individual at the microphone, what was your question? So, so it, it, if I'm correct, <laughs> if I have what they're, what they're saying, is if we are assuming that we aren't alone in the universe and that we, like, like there were alien species that, like, grew up before us, how did they not end the because like like obviously like the foundation deals with a bunch of like world ending universe right. ending stuff how did right. they not 
at the universe before we showed up, I think is the thing. Yeah. Like, think of yeah, all the shit we've seen in 100 years. If they have anomalies too, right? Yeah. Because this is a universe, not just, or is anomalies just Earth? But the point is, how many things that we have. But here's the thing that I would counter to that. Long before the foundation was a thing, because uh, arguably the foundation goes back to maybe the 1800s. It all depends on your perspective. But there's nobody that's saying they literally have been around since, you know, ancient times. Um, the universe didn't end back then. Yeah. And there's been anomalies around since, you know, the 11,000 BCEs, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I would say that maybe the foundation saying that they're always ending these end of universe scenarios is like hogwash. I, yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> I would think that just disasters are rare. I mean, we've only had six extinction events on our planet and we're still here. Right. So, yeah, I, I feel like this question is almost more suited for any fiction more than just SCP specifically. Cause it's like, right. it feels really general. Just like if the universe can end at any point, why didn't it end 20 billion well, years ago? But the, but, but, but in reality though, if we're talking about science fiction where reality is based on actual physical laws, mm -hmm. the, the reality cannot end at any second. Yeah. <laughs> But so I think there. the added com the added complexity here is because the answer in, in, in real life, right, is if any alien civilization was able to reach out at all, they would have to be functioning better as a society than we would. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't make it past their solar system. Yeah, we it, there's a reason we suck. We're always constantly fucking each other over. But I think the added wrinkle is, well, what if, you know, but also connected to like anomalies? I mean, you could you could add the same thing for all the different realities that the Wanderer's Library touches, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how are these societies around for maybe thousands of years when we can't even make one country seem to last for a couple hundred without being a total shit show? Mm -hmm. How come that reality hasn't ended when I have such a hard time I, getting out of I would also say that there's <laughs> yeah. not a lot of like anomalies that would just like completely end the universe as we know it like i'm sure like some anomalies caused like xk class <clears throat> scenarios on like glup shitto planet but that's glup shitto planet like that doesn't prevent us so from, like, i don't know up. i mean I, I think the ones that are about reality falling apart the the there's some debate right about whether or not that that uh, would that affect only would that effect stop when it got past earth or would it you know uh, would it spread out to the multiverse uh -huh. or the rest of the universe? I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of inherent in the Foundation mythos that, like, these end-of-the-world scenarios, they come up so often because so many authors have used them, but, like, you kind of have to, like, take them with a grain of salt. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, <laughs> there is a way to look at it if you, if you want to answer it in, like, the vein of, that they're asking, and it's... If every... If there is a multiverse, then we're looking at the universe that didn't get ended by the thing that ended all the other universes. Mm -hmm. Like we yep. we're looking at the one where all of those different things that ended all those different multiverse universes <laughs> didn't end it. So that cuz it's convenient cuz it's the one that's still sure. going so we can tell stories in it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take the bull by the horns with my thoughts on this one. I oh, think look at you. I think uh, I'll 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 entertain take. the idea about like almost all SCP things being canon together. A horrid thought. Insane. I know. Monster. Um, I think it would be interesting if there's just constant Church of the Second high toss shit happening like every other Tuesday and there's just so much of it happening all the time on different levels of reality that they don't even have the time to interact with each other before shit hits the fan. <laughs> For every 
Ramen Nulan Nagajaba, you've got a Tugababa Mubu who's trying his best to fight the Fubabas. <laughs> and it's just, he's having a damn hard time and he needs all of your brain cells. And there's probably another one that needs a sperm or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. When you started, you had the horns like firmly in your hands, and then you just like f- flew into the yeah, I mean, you got gore. <laughs> when it breaks down, it's like, why didn't the universe end before fish got out of water? Is The answer is because it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the odds are pretty astronomically low that life would have developed in the first yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, already, I think, I think like, the... honestly. Our existence, like, anyone's existence is yeah. like a one in a trillion like Shocking. all the variables yeah. got in the right more, place even more so yeah in that in that mm. instance it's just like yeah it's a mathematical impossibility that the universe would just end i mean it's got to end at some point heat death the universe and all that but like yeah everything mm. just went Maybe. right and we we made it <laughs> mm-hmm. looks like yeah. Like the anyway, uh, I think that's a good place to wrap things up. I think. Yeah. Um, My name is Harry, and I'm here to say. Uh, the show's uh, your fault for Twitter after the word wrap. It's not my your fault. your twi- the Twitter for the show where you can Church find man. out about updates of ours is uh, at sim c r e a t. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. assembly creative people. Just search for that. You'll find it. Uh, my Twitter is at Gregory Carpet. That's uh, at Harry Blank SCP, I think. You guys want to give out your show's Twitter so you can yeah. get, maybe get some more we followers got, and get more listeners? Oh, yeah, we got at S-Y-T-Y-C Fanon. It's a little bit of a mouthful, yeah. I mean, yeah. We also have But if you're listening to the show, if you're listening to the show, we retweeted the announcement of the episode where we were on, so just go back to that and follow these guys. You can... The uh, the Warhammer episodes are really fun. Those are the only ones I've listened to, but they're very fun. Oh, and I listened to Bill when he was on. Oh, we loved having Bill on. Dream. Uh, we also have a link uh, to you with okay. all of our oh, and, uh, that has the same so you think you can fan an acronym attached to the usual link free link. So there's that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um you were really excited also there, uh just a last reminder that uh, we our email is at simply create or sorry simply creative people at gmail.com so if you want to send in an email you should do that yeah hey guys yeah hey guys yeah everybody who's yeah. listening yeah give blood yes sir blood. no no that was blood definitely blood. the end Ooh, that's the end